0: val Ah! I don't- I don't understand I really don't-
1: You're 35 years old and you're still scared of a little thunder I am (laughs) one! Thunder Buddies for life, right here? Fucking right! All right, come on, let's sing the thunder song All right, When you hear the sound of thunder, don't you get too scared Just grab your thunder buddy and say these magic words Fuck you, thunder, you can suck my dick you can't get me thunder cause you're just God's fast. <laughs>
0: Drop the goo, give you the knowledge that you need to win in week six. We're giving you all the goo to get it through week six. Uh, Fired up uh, to uh, throw down here on a Thursday, we're a couple days uh, later than we usually do, blame it on a Cubs game and then a Cubs rescheduled game, we're sorry about that, but we are here on Thursday afternoon giving you guys uh, the the Pyro Podcast. As usual, to the left of me, I have Houdini, across the way from me is Stag Party, I'm D-Rex, we are pyromaniac.com, and uh, as I said, we're going to... We're going to skip right past that uh, Eagles-Panthers game that's going to start here in a couple hours, and we're just going to get right into the Sunday action. Uh, If you want to follow us, we just go to NFL.com and go to Scores or Schedule, um, not Scores, Schedule, and then you're going to go to Week 6, and we will be going from the top down there. Skipping past Eagles and Panthers. Quickly, who do you think is going to
1: win? Anything great going to happen in this game? I'm, I'm putting my uh, trust in Wentz. Ooh, Panthers.
0: Panthers. It's a it's pretty, pretty good game. Very similar team. So we'll see uh, what happens there. I'm going with the Eagles myself. Why not? Uh, all right. Well, Sunday, October 15th. First game out there. The Chicago Bears head to see the Ravens. Wow. Poor... Uh, Trubisky. First game ever, he goes against the Vikings, and then, hey, next up, you got to go against the Ravens. You want to know my thoughts on this game? Yeah.
2: Don't play anybody on either side. Really? Pretty much. I don't want to play anybody, like... You're Looking at it from the Bears' side, Trubisky, we don't even really know who he likes to throw to. He got a couple good throws off to guys like Trey McBride, who would drop the ball. Yeah. Kendall Wright, who looked pretty good. But still, the volume wasn't there for either of those guys. It's a Jordan Howard-led offense, and now you know we thought it used to be a lot more Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen's snap usage over the past, past four weeks has really diminished. So, from that high point in week two, it's really coming back down to a manageable level. And when he's not seeing the targets, uh, it's not great for him. They need to get him on the outside with the targets. We don't really know if Trubisky even likes to dump off to the running backs yet. One target. is a tough start. One target last week. I mean, like, Tariq Cohen right now is a desperation flex in PPR leagues just because we don't know what kind of volume he's going to see. Uh, the, overall, the volume from the run game can be hit or miss because he's one of those guys that's going to try and take it for the home run every time, and sometimes that causes five-yard losses.
1: And the other thing is, while you have a rookie quarterback in there, and especially since you don't have dynamic receivers on the Bears, what's the Ravens defense going to do? It's going to stack the box and it's going to try to stop Jordan Howard. That's where everything starts from. now. As a bear fan, I like what the future holds for Trubisky. I think that you know it, it was a rougher second half than it was a first half, but he showed you some great glimpses of a guy who can make that 15-yard out pattern pass and can throw it where only his guys going to catch it. Did not throw uh, under throw balls terribly bad in that first half, so he, he seemed to be on point. So you know that he's got the skill set. Um, you know that he's got the legs to be able to get out and run a little bit, and he showed the ability to also be able to throw on the run. So. I think that they're going to be trying to do that more this week, probably have him roll out more so he's not going to get crushed in the pocket the there. The thing is, they did it too much.
2: They did it like 30% more or 24% more than the average. They, yeah, but that's because it's what he's comfortable with. I know, but <laughs> you can't get a guy on the outside that you know that many times a game your bootleg needs to be specialty timed and specialty placed, or else they're just going to know you're going to escape out that way and, ex- and send blitzes
1: down that side of the field all game long. I understand. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> uh, sitting here telling you that you should play Trubisky. I'm okay. just saying this is what they're probably still going to do. I, I know, and it, it's unfortunate. It's, <laughs> there,
2: there's a lot of... Like, it has got so much credit for a real short time for that two-point play design. And apparently, he didn't even come up with it. So now we continue to bash his play calling, uh, continue to bash sort of how they're deploying the weapons, and like this team needs an, a coaching overhaul, much in the way that Jared Goff did last year. We're just, we're just now with the the initials are the same in John Fox and Jeff Fisher, but the names are different. Like <laughs> it's the that. same style of offense, but it's not good, and it's not meant to sort of work in today's NFL. There's no spread. Uh, packages. They're not running those run pass options. It, it, it's just stale.
1: Yep. Uh, I don't need to talk about the Bears anymore. Jo- Jordan
2: go. Howard's the, the strong play. Everybody else's desperation flex plays. Well, let's go
1: over.
0: Flacco hasn't shown you any reason that he needs to be in any starting lineup. Uh, obviously, unless you're in a uh, best ball or maybe a DFS, he could be a play against the Bears. But essentially, the guy's done essentially nothing. He's a bare bottom-of-the-barrel quarterback at this point. Uh, one thing that we have kind of seen come to, uh, come out of this mix is it looks like Terrence West is kind of the odd man out. Where well, he's we, also injured, so. he's, 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 he's definitely, definitely the odd man the odd out. Man out <laughs> shot. I mean, you got Allen had all the snaps uh, last week. Um, so, he's looking like he's going to be a, a real nice play for the times moving forth uh, for sure, especially against the Bears.
1: Well, I, I, don't, I don't, you know, look, we saw Jared McKinnon was the, the running back that was able to do the damage against the Bears last week. Um the Bears have been an interesting team, right? As far as wide receivers, I'm not, I'm not liking starting any of the uh, Ravens' wide receivers. Yeah. Just look at what the Bears did to, to Minnesota. you Look what they, how they were able to contain uh, the Steelers. So, you know, outside of uh, Mike Evans really hurting them a lot, they did a pretty good job against Atlanta in the first game as well. We're starting to see the Bears also create more pressure up front. We're starting to see uh, Leonard Floyd to be able to, to, to get off of tackles, and Akeem Hicks is be is just a man beast on the inside right now. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think that it, it's one of those ones where where the the, the burst is going to come is if someone can bust off that big play. That that's where the Bears have, you know, uh, you know. And so Allen has the best chance because Allen's going to get the the majority of those carries. Unless you're going to bank on trying to, to in a desperation flex play again, playing Alex Collins in hopes that he's the one that hits the home run. But I think that you're you're playing with fire if you do that.
2: I mean, I, I think the running backs are okay plays. I mean. More in the realm of Javorius Allen being the okay play, Alex Collins being that desperation flex. But outside of that 58-yard run, the Bears have been very, very good against running backs this season. I mean, they've helped Le'Veon Bell to 61 yards, Jaquiz Rodgers to 67 yards, Devonta Freeman to 37 yards, uh, Aaron Jones to 49 yards on 13 carries. Like, they are very, very stout up front. I think you can exploit them through the air. I'd be more willing to start Jeremy Macklin and Mike Wallace than I would be to start Alex Collins. All right, well, it's it's
1: interesting. The one thing that you have to understand is this the Bears are a team that is bad on on paper when you look at record and you look at all these other things, but it is a Vic Fangio defense, and he is now in his second year of running this defense, or his third year of running this defense. It's uh, third year, so it's finally getting some pieces in place. And Leonard Floyd, is he's, he's dispensing him, like he is with uh, he did with Elden Smith, and and you hope that uh, Akeem Hicks is becoming the uh, the Justin Smith of that line. And all of a sudden, it makes those guys in the secondary look a lot better when you're able to actually get pressure on the quarterback.
0: Justin Smith, some good uh, some good Leno's Justin Smith stories. You ever you, you heard any of them? Because him and uh, him and uh, Eric were buddies. <laughs> um, good good stuff. Uh, all right, I think. Um, Anything else we want to say? Basically, uh, Vegas implied point total has the Bears scoring 16.75 points. Never means anything good. So as we said, uh, pretty much you stay away from Bears and uh, Baltimore not much better at 23 points. So anything you want to lay on this one or should we move to the next matchup? Yes, that was start, fun. Start
1: Justin Tucker.
0: <laughs> this is the fastest we've ever gotten through two games. Well, and one of them, we oh, one of them think yeah. um, All right, we're going to the Browns are at the Texans. Battle
1: of the rookie quarterbacks.
0: Hogan? No, it's not. Oh, it's not. That's
1: right. That's right. Kaiser's
0: out. Hogan's, Hogan's the second year guy. Yep. Okay. Um, God, do you? What do you guys think quickly about the Kaiser thing? Is, he come, is his career over? Like, is this no. The, no. I mean, I thought it was
2: bad, bad to put him in there in the first place. But, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do, and you're going to see if he can get through the battles, and now you're going to say that he didn't and needs to improve. So you're going to go with, you know, this, we always knew that Cody Kessler and Kevin Hogan had much more polish, but Kaiser was the tools, But can he translate tools into success? And he just hadn't done that. Uh, Took too many sacks. Seems to take a while to get off his first read. And, you know, his footwork at times is sloppy. So now we get to see a little bit more polish, and it's better for the skill position players. You look at the connection he has with Njoku, and you saw the ball placement he was out there uh, displaying last week. And now going up against a Texans team that's been ravaged by injuries on the defensive side of the ball, especially last Sunday night, losing J.J. Watt, losing Whitney Merciless and they're down corners and safeties. This defense is beat up, so Kevin Hogan makes an interesting sort of play because of that his athleticism. They let him run a little bit, uh, and they let him get out on the edge, and they run the zone read with him, giving those running opportunities. And he's just accurate, and it seems like he takes care of the ball. So in DFS, if you're looking for that cheap quarterback, I like Kevin Hogan. I don't think I'm going to get around to starting him in a season league or anything along those lines, but... You know, in DFS it could work. And Joku's the guy that, you know, he was my favorite rookie tight end mostly because I thought he could see the largest amount of targets right away. It was easy to see a path to targets for him. That pass even easier now with Corey Coleman out, with Kenny Britt underperforming and banged up. You're looking at guys on the outside like Ricardo Lewis and Richard Higgins who haven't really established themselves. Higgins, you know, when he was a waiver-wire pickup a couple of weeks ago, a lot of those receptions came from Kevin Hogan. So maybe they have a rapport. But also, Ricardo Lewis was the guy who was more targeted last week by Kevin Hogan. So how are all these things going to balance out? Like, I don't want to start any of the pass catchers here except for maybe Duke Johnson. And even Duke Johnson's, you know, been scoring at a rate last, the last three weeks, been finding the end zone that's unforeseen in his career.
0: Well, don't you think... Uh, could they try and get uh, Crowell back in the mix, or do you think M- Crowell's a bad start? I mean, because they—they're missing Whitney, uh, Marcellus, and they're also obviously JJ Watt uh, gone for the year as well. So I think the players, defense isn't what it what you think it is.
2: I think the players that are replacing them are stronger against the run than the guys they're replacing. They're just losing pass rush players. Okay. So now you've got stout run defenders, and you're going to try to get you know Isaiah Crowell going, and we saw against. You know, multiple teams so far this year that he just can't get a consistent rapport going. So
0: they tried to get him going early in that last game, and he should have had a touchdown on that on that toss to Kaiser, which afterwards he threw him under the bus. Like I tossed it, he didn't, he dropped it. Like that was that that probably didn't sit very well with uh, Crowell in the locker room. Um, But it looked like like honestly Crowell's game last week was like. I'm going to use my uh, Dave Juan instead, three plays away from being a top 10 running back performance, in all honesty, uh, just every time they were close and in that red zone when they were trying to punch it in, it just didn't happen. So
1: See, but that's the thing, if you're a good running back, you may be one play away, Yeah. but when you're on a bad team, and then you're three plays away.
0: True. Uh, Cool, but do you think things in the dynamic changes maybe a little bit with uh, Hogan? Is is he going to be more, as you were saying with Trubisky? You don't. We don't really know if he likes to be going to the running back. Is well, or is Duke going to keep it up? Because Duke's
1: playing great. The one thing that you're not going to have as much of, you're not going to have a guy who's going to hold on to the ball too long. You're not going to have a guy that's going to maybe force things too much. He's going to. Pretty much, just kind of throw, not really take as many chances, but kind of play with what the defense gives him. So, um, you know, I, I think with that in mind, it's, it's all going to be about who's you going to find as that favorite target.
0: Uh, last thing, are you guys thinking? Uh, there's been a, a great video posted earlier in the week with Gordon, um, uh, Josh Gordon. Uh, it seems like the talk is is, is back that. Uh, I found it refreshing or interesting that he considers uh, C- C- Commissioner Goodell one of his buddies, one of the guys that's been very supportive of him through all of this stuff. It sounds like he's going to be reinstating, p- uh, putting in his papers for reinstatement. I think he's going to get reinstated. Is this a guy that you guys think uh, people should be uh, a sneaky pickup before it happens? Uh, if so, is that better for him to get traded or beyond the Browns? I, I kind of like it as a, a pickup, just what if, you know, at the end of your bench. that if, if nothing happens and they re-sign him, he stays at the Browns, and he doesn't get any snaps, then you just dump him. But what if he gets traded to the Patriots but or the somebody is that needs is a wide if, receiver? If he
1: gets traded to the Patriots or whatever, number one, he's got to learn that playbook. He's yeah. still got to get himself back into football shape. So it's yeah. one of those things is how much is he actually going to be utilized. Yeah. It's not going to be anything close to what we saw when he was Josh Gordon, Flash Gordon. Four years ago, at
2: this point, I mean that's the thing. If he's traded, he has to learn a playbook. We've seen guys like Philip Dorsett get traded to another team, and they're still not ingrained in the offense. Uh, I don't know that he was that ingrained in the Indianapolis (laughs) offense (laughs) either. It it doesn't matter, but when you're, it it all comes down to snaps. You're going to play just a couple plays, like Michael Floyd played on Monday night. Uh, You're not going to get much to be a fantasy asset. Like your only chance is that the Browns believe him. In him and everything they said, they don't.
0: They don't want this guy on their fucking team. Like, that's I, it. I, I like him only if he goes to another team and that just needs his services. So, that's, but I hear you on the, on the need to learn the playbook totally makes sense.
2: Right, look, we're at week fucking what? We're at week six? Six. Mm-hmm. If he gets reinstated, it's gonna take two weeks for him to even get reinstated. He hasn't applied for reinstatement. If he's been out of rehab for a month, why hasn't he applied for reinstatement? I don't like, know. There's too many variables here
0: for him to make a fantasy impact this season. All right, like, all right. It's, just, th- close
1: st- the book on that. Yeah, stick stick a
0: fucking knife in it. Like fair enough. Fair enough. I, I've got him in a couple long bench leagues. I'm, I'm holding out hope, but if it, if it doesn't happen soon, I'm with you. Um, all right, let's go on to the uh, Houston side of the ball. Well,
1: but hey, before we get there, yeah. I did not mention uh, the four teams that are on by this week. Good call. Uh, so you have the Bills, the Bengals, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. And Val Vandini. I gotta, you gotta wait while I, while I pour out the wine here. There you go. All right, and you get that. Look, all I'm saying is that Boston women are, on the whole, a paler, uglier sort than women from the elsewheres of life. Now
2: you gotta, like, slap the bag or something, Houdini. I feel like you can't drink boxed wine if you're not just slapping the bag.
1: <laughs> in the bag, huh? Yeah. Just so it's known, About that light? Just,
0: just so it's known, <laughs> Houdini's got a black box of Cabernet uh, Sauvignon, and it is a friggin' hilarious. It's on the, it's on the floor next to his feet. But well, where else is it gonna with, be? With a, with a little, with a, he's got a nice little uh, paper towel under it, and uh, he walked in. The first thing he said when he got here, he goes, why Houdini." So, so
2: quick little aside, we've got, when we talked about the bye weeks, we talked about the Dallas Cowboys, and the news of the day is that Ezekiel Elliott's six-game suspension has been reinstated by the courts. So, coming off the bye week, he is expected to be suspended uh, and miss the next six weeks. So, you're going to be without him for the next seven weeks. Uh, And, you know, maybe it was better if he served it the first six weeks. Now you're in the heart of your fantasy season. And now it's a fucking killer. Like uh, they're saying, he might go back to the courts and try to file another injunction. But at, at this point, that's another—that's a hail mary, right? Like you're—you gotta count this guy out of the lineup, uh, and that's gonna suck. So you know you could pick up both Morris and Darren McFadden because I think they're both gonna be involved. It's gonna be a split. I think Morris is gonna get that. You know, maybe twelve carries, but I think McFadden's going to get eight to ten, and then they're going to throw McFadden the ball like they've been throwing to Zeke. So that makes each of these guys worthwhile pickups. And McFadden's owning a lot less leagues because he's been inactive for the first, you know, five weeks of the season. Will this I also, made, week, well, this week, also so make Will this uh, also make
1: Dez Bryant stronger after the bye week, especially since he had all of his tougher matchups early in the season here as well? Yep. Yeah, well, there you go.
0: And so, I think it already, it already looked to me a little bit like Cole Beasley starting to get get humming a little bit in the offense.
1: Uh, there's only four catches he had in the game, two touchdowns. No, but, no, but, he's, but he looked no, no. he, he like crap the first they, three they, didn't, they weren't using him. Yeah, they were there. not using him. So, Well, and think he, about that. You're going to have sh- to use him in, to kind of like supplement for that short running game if you're not able to get like that running game going. You're going to use him on those five yards out and slants and hopefully he can break something.
0: That one, not the last, the second-to-last play in that Green Bay game, the one where he was coming across on a, on a post, he was open and he just missed him. If Dak had hit him on that one pass, probably would have been a touchdown. That would have been unbelievable if after Aaron Rodgers scored that touchdown to take the lead, they fucking strike on an 80 yard touchdown to Cole Beasley. Um,
1: all right, uh, let's go uh, to the Houston Texans. Let's side? talk about the Texans. Deshaun yep. uh, Watson's done.
2: fucking locked in as a top five quarterback rest of the season. Like there's very few quarterbacks that want to start on a weekly basis over Deshaun Watson right now. That rushing game gives him a floor. That defense being beat up means he's going to have to throw the ball. Uh, you know, he's on pace to set the rookie record in uh, tight end or in touchdown passes. So all the things you look oh, for are, are, are great. Uh, he's got the weapons in DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. Uh, you know, they've got a serviceable tight end in Ryan Griffin who shouldn't do work against this Cleveland defense. Uh, other than that, like Lamar Miller's good at catching the ball. Foreman's shown some signs of catching the ball. There's nothing not to like about this offense.
1: Can, can, I, can I do one of the, the, the stupid, silly projections uh, on what's going to happen by the end of the year? we do. Will Fuller. After missing, uh, what, the first uh, three Four. games of the season? Yeah. Four games? Three? Yeah. Uh, he's gotten two touchdowns each his last two games, so his touchdown percentage is at 66.66666%. Uh, he's, he's on pace to finish uh, the season with about 24 touchdowns. And he's
0: always been kind of a touchdown magnet, it feels like. So, but it's
1: crazy. This is one of those things when you're looking at him, you, you know, kind of be a little bit wary in the sense that sell, sell, he's, he's not sell. getting a ton of targets. He got two touch. He's got nine targets, six catches, four touchdowns.
0: Well, you know, the, game, the play of last week's game, uh, Hopkins that touchdown that last. Uh, last-minute touchdown or whatnot. That was a crusher for a lot of fantasy teams. I know a lot of people in leagues leagues lost or won by that play. Um, seems like that's been happening in, uh, in games, and thats uh, it's always fun when it doesn't happen to you. Yeah. Uh, anything else we want to cover on this game? Nah. I, I think Ryan Griffin's a
2: good play this week against the Browns. They just give it up to the tight end position. Uh, you know Everybody seems to gain yards and score from the tight end position against the Browns. It's happened for the last you know year and a half. They've already allowed five touchdown passes this season to tight ends. Um yeah. Didn't they didn't, didn't,
0: they didn't they give isn't that who Tyler Croft played two weeks ago? And yes. he came out of nowhere, had more catches yeah. than he had in his whole career, and had a huge game. Uh, streaming streaming tight ends this year has actually been a pretty effective a uh, effective way. A lot of people streaming. I was all for, for streaming Tyler Croft that week. Streaming uh, Zach Miller was a good stream. Uh, well, look. In after in after you game. have
1: Gronkowski, who's been missing time. You have yeah. Olson, who's out with injury. You have Kelsey, who's been missing gonna... time. Kelsey now with the concussion and, and and his situation. You know, he was having a great game until he gets injured. Oh, he was like, on concussion.
0: fire. He was gonna have like the best game potentially but ever. beyond
1: beyond Kelsey went in there and Gronk went in there. Who can you trust on a weekly basis? Jimmy Graham has been an underproducer, you yeah. know, Delaney Walker's been an under producer. Martel Bennett Right. So yeah. Zach Hurts, right. here's a, a guy that is just getting a heavy target share and the one thing that's cool, uh, that we didn't we didn't talk about it but we can bring it up here, is that the Eagles take more shots downfield than any other team. Like on average they're taking like six shots of like forty yards or more or connecting. Uh, yeah. And 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 that's the crazy part too. But remember we talked last year how Blah, that offense was with Kurt K- Carson Wentz, and they've opened it up for him here in year two. So yeah, all right, There's your there's your Eagles talk for the week.
0: There you go. I love it. Like I don't want to talk about them. Um, okay, Texans looking pretty good. I can't believe how, much, how many points they're putting up.
1: Packers at the Vikings. Well, the other good thing you got to think about too, with all those injuries to the defense, if they're going to be caught in games more, yeah. that's also even better for Watson because yeah. now they're not just going to lay on the running game in the second half.
0: Absolutely. Um, Packers at the Vikings. Uh, what do you guys want to throw down here, starting with the Packers?
2: Packers, Packers uh, I mean, Jordy Nelson's got a back, but... He's you know, got a back, I got so- a knee. <laughs> it sounds like he's going to be able to come out and play, but if not, that gives a bump up to Devontae Adams, it gives a bump up to Mario Cobb, and it gives a giant bump to Geronimo Allison. Uh...
1: By the or way, t- amazing that Devonte Adams was able to play last week. I, yeah, that that one blew my mind. And then, you know, to, to play as well as he did, ended up with the most targets on the team and 11 targets in the game. D- uh, Devonte Adams or Jordan Nelson have
2: combined for top. For five top 12 weeks, every week of the season, they have had a number one wide receiver on the Packers mm. uh, in standard scoring. So, it's one, or, it's one or the other of these guys. Uh, if Devontae Adams is going to get the tough coverage in this game, that's where it's really going to depend. But Jordy Nelson might be the guy getting it. it and that's what's really tough. Um, I, I, you know... If you get Xavier Rhodes, it's tough, but still, it's Jordy Nelson. If he plays, you're starting him. He's got that touchdown upside. We haven't really seen that yardage upside so much this season. But they move all these guys around the formation so much that sort of saying that one corner is going to play him is tough. Like even Jordy. Jordy will go into the slot a lot to get off a guy like Xavier Rhodes to have a nice game. Mm-hmm. So I think all three of these receivers are viable. Uh I think Martellus Bennett is viable against this other, you know, this this team. Oh, man, I don't – like, why would you hate anybody against the Vikings linebackers? You, you could, you know, play Martellus there. Um, I, I guess the real question is Ty Montgomery looks healthy. Is it Aaron Jones or is it Ty Montgomery or is it 60-40 one way or 60-40 the other 50-50?
1: I know where my money is. Can you go on to the other thing, Terry, here just to give you a little history with uh, Aaron Rodgers and his history against the Vikings? He's played 18 times, 12 and 6 against them, uh, thrown for 4,533 yards. He has. That'd be his career high in passing yards, wouldn't it? I don't know. That's a lot of game. It'd (laughs) be right up there. Uh, Here's the staggering one 39 touchdowns, six interceptions. Wow.
0: He's a beast. I hate to get him. Um, he's a beast, yeah. That's,
1: um, They've sacked him 56 times, but...
0: <laughs> I'll say this. I think on Aaron Jones, I think it's still going to be Aaron Jones' week. I think they're going to bring back uh, Ty a little bit slowly, and I think they also kind of want to see if this is a better, uh, more productive offense for him than what they were seeing out of uh, Ty. But hey, let's just say, whether whether he comes back or not, Aaron Jones looks good as hell. I mean, looks like... Uh, first 100 yard rusher for the Green Bay Packers uh, in their first start in something over like 13 years or something. Uh, and that's exactly what this team's been missing. We've been saying it for three years now. They have How many hundred yard rushers has this team had since we've been doing the podcast? It's like countable on it, one hand. What's going on, Ben Bennett? And we've been <laughs> doing this show for like seven years. I mean, it's just like they never, ever had someone that you like think could go out and have a 100-yard game. Maybe Eddie Lacy that one season knocked out a couple, but he was more doing his yardage pretty much consistently over. He wasn't a huge 100-yard game guy. But uh, anything else you want to talk about on these guys? You yeah. like Bennett? I mean, I, I like Bennett, but going back to the running backs, I
2: think it's going to be a little bit of
0: both. I think
2: it's maybe going to be 60-40 Aaron Jones until we can see exactly how, high, uh, how healthy Ty Montgomery is. Uh, but I still think Ty Montgomery is going to be used in, in the pass-catching role, in the receiving role, uh, in, you know, in the red zone. Like He's going to have you know, high, high, high-value targets and yeah. high-value touches. Uh, that's the problem that might limit Aaron Jones' upside. But Aaron Jones is a monster.
1: And he just provides that level of burst that Ty Montgomery doesn't have. That's the, and the same burst that Jamal Williams doesn't have. You, know? you called it all all
0: season of the draft. You were like Jones is the guy, not Williams. What I saw that. I and I want most... to just say
1: thank you for that because it's also in my 16 team league where I, I was drafting all these rookie picks. I ended up taking Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones just to say I'm put, I'm going yeah. all in. I'm, I'm, one of them is going to work. One out. of these guys. Well,
0: the thing that I liked the most about what I was watching, we had that Le'Veon Bell. He has that patience. But he's got then he's got that quick burst where it's like he holds those off and then boom bangs it right up the hole and I, I think the, a lot of the most effective running backs are these big these big offensive lines uh, it needs some time to, for the play to unfold a little bit and then pop and go. Um, all right, before we go to the next game, do next, us a, team or next team next team next team. Okay, yeah, you're right. Next team. Do me a favor and uh, take listen to this word from our sponsor. All right, the Vikings. Vikings are, uh, you know, in a bit of a precarious spot right now. It looked like Sam Bradford went a little early. Uh, it looked like crap, and he got
1: digs now. Like hurting. he didn't know where he was yeah. half the time. Like when yeah, he was, was up, he came back out, I'm like, does he even know what's going on? And then he just like his blind gets pushed back into him. He just crumples down. Like, a, like
0: I just don't well, like this guy's body language right now. He said that like seven times. <laughs> um, he really looked out of sorts. Uh, but I think it, that's terrible, but we've been able to see fantasy points be scored uh, with a Case Keenum-led um, uh, situation. I think a bigger issue right now is Ty uh, – not Ty Diggs. He's uh, not an actor. Uh, <laughs> 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 um Diggs is hurt with a with a groin injury and he's just not a good football player when he's banged up. He just can't play. Well, because what does
1: he what does he give you uh, when he's healthy? He's that guy who's really the heavy volume target guy, PPR machine guy. Um You'll take a, a couple plays that are downfield, but he's not that big downfield threat player. So now if you have a groin issue and you're not able to make those cuts and, and do all those in-routes and everything, it makes it much harder for him to be as effective because he's a great route runner.
0: Do you think he's uh, are you sitting him this week or are you still – No shot. No shot? Just because – <laughs> No place?
1: shot.
2: All right. Like he says he's – he had a groin injury last year. He said this one – is easily not as bad as the one last year. He, he feels pretty good right now. He's he says he's going to play. He's played well with Case Keenum before. Going up against these Green Bay corners that you know have been getting beat up and down the field each and every week. Uh, Adam Thielen's a great play here in the slot. He should have the best corner matchup of them all. Uh, all these guys, this passing game should be able to hum uh, now with Case Keenum. It looks like he's going to be the guy this week. Uh, they're already saying it looks like Sam Bradford is not practicing today. Expect Case Keenum on Sunday. That provides clarity to the situation. It allows these guys to go out there for a series, have a shitty series, and then still have time to catch back up. Because when you're playing two different quarterbacks, that quarterback's got to get in rhythm. These guys got to get in rhythm. And then when you're having two of them, you've got to do it twice. And it's shitty. <laughs> like, don't do it. Having two quarterbacks is like having none. So play case until Sam Bradford's <laughs> all the way back, uh, you know,
1: and then you know Jarek looks like the guy. Are you, well, but also, are you putting your faith now back into Kyle Rudolph, who had been horrible until this week? No, it was a touchdown and what? He what six to I think it was nine targets though, six catches for forty five yards.
2: Like it, it, he's touchdown or bust. If he, if it's a PPR league, I think he's got that five for fifty in him. But I, I just don't know if he has the. I don't know his... if he's got the
1: 5 for 50, you know. <laughs> okay, the 6 for 50, would that make you feel better? No, like 5 for like 35 is what I'm thinking. It's, <laughs> it, 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 you know, I, I just, he was the guy that I was worried about, you know, after the big breakout year that he had last year. He's kind of reverted back to exactly what he's been before. He's either a guy who catches a touchdown or he's getting you about 30, 40 yards at the most. Maybe
0: so. just uh, ha- having a slow start to his season. I think he's done that in some years past. Yeah,
1: but at the same time, he's not demonstrated that he is the dominator like he was last year, so.
0: We'll see. We'll see. It's also maybe matchups. I don't know. They've had a lot of uh, wide receiver action happening there. But I agree. You can't be super high on Rudolph. Uh, what about, obviously, the big story is everyone was all excited. Big pickup guy two weeks ago. And Cook went down. Is um, uh, Latavis Murray. Uh, you know. Not loving what you saw out of him in the game on Monday. And then Jarek McKinnon kind of came out and had a nice day. What are your guys' thoughts on, on season-long prospects for Jarek? Because he's probably a big pickup guy well, yesterday and uh, and then in this game as well.
1: Well, let's remember, though, he, he had a 58-yard run. So if you take that out, at, what was it, 15 carries for like 30-something yards. So he really wasn't effective on any of those other carries. Uh, it was more of, uh, I think it's going to be, look, they understand when when Peterson went down before, Jarek McKinnon is not a guy that you're going to be able to put in there and give on a consistent basis 18 to 22 carries in a game. Um, he needs to be being used more as a receiver, and so Latavius Murray is still going to get used. It's one of those ones that's going to go, go kind of by the game flow. Uh, if he's able to start do, you know, being more effective, then he'll see more touches. But I don't think they want to overwork him right now because, look, you already had Dalvin Cook go down in your backfield. If you have... You know, Jarek McKinnon go down now, then you're really hamstringing yourself as a team. So I think hamstringing, really? Yeah, uh-huh. okay, there. uh huh. Yeah, on there. So I think what they what they need to do is they're gonna, and what they are going to do is, is he's going to be pretty much in an equal timeshare, if not maybe just a little bit more than Latavius Murray. But Murray's still getting a lot of work. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I just think they're going to use him
2: a little bit differently. Like, stop trying to send Jarek McKinnon off the middle. Just stop it. Mm. Run the tosses. Run your outside zones. Run jet sweeps, do all the different things to get this guy outside the tackles, and he's going to be more effective. Like, okay, if you want to hammer it between the tackles, run it with Latavius Murray. So I, I think both are going to be in the range of 10 to 12 carries a game, and Jared's probably going to be the guy getting four or five targets while you know, Latavius Murray's saying maybe one to two. But I also think if they get down to the one yard line, that's going to be Latavius Murray rather than Jarek McKinnon. We saw Matt Asiata yeah, before, exactly. so each guy is going to have value. It's going to depend on game script and it's going to depend on how the coaching staff deploys him, because you have to just. Jarek's a guy who, if you run him in between the tackles, he will literally run into the back of his fucking line. He did it. Dad. It's yeah, he it's did ridiculous. It. Like get the guy on the edge and where he only has to read one or two blocks, and this guy's electric. But if you're trying to get him to read everything, he's not that type of player.
0: I wonder how many Achilles tendon injuries he's given to offensive linemen over his <laughs> career. He re- literally does run right in the back of the offensive line. Um, all right, I think, I think we're pretty good on that game. You guys feeling it? Yep. Okay. Uh, let's go on to another one. Houdini looks like he wants to play something. No, no,
1: no, no. no, no. <laughs> I,
0: I, 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 I'll, I'll get you. Okay. You get me? You're, you're, you're upset that I'm not drinking beers, cause that's where usually when I when I valve every day, you're able to sl- Oh, you said it though. See, the fact that you have
1: to say they're not that bad means that they are that bad. <laughs> oh yeah!
2: Oh yeah! Ha da! Oh god, that was so good. Now I'm gonna stuff my fucking face with Pepperidge farm. <laughs>
1: Had to finish the Boston women Oh <laughs> yeah, Too good. All right, we got the uh, Lions
0: are going to be playing at the Saints. We'll start with the Lions. Some uh, some big news, obviously in Saint Land. Um, what, what should we? Yeah, what should we be thinking about uh, Bradford? He's been uh, looking a little bit wobbly out of the. Not sorry, uh, so, so, uh, Stafford. Stafford. Sorry. Um, he's been looking. He's been starting slow the last few weeks. Um, you know, he's kind of come back and scored some points late, but. Oh well, right. here, here. I let me, let me help you kid. here. Yeah.
2: No, not at all. It's the fucking Saints. It's the fucking Saints in <laughs> the Superdome. You play Matt Stafford. You're gonna stuff your face
0: with some with some
2: pepper
1: farm. <laughs>
2: I, I I bet Matt Stafford's gonna stuff his face with some pepper farm after he fucking destroys this defense for four <laughs> hundred passing yards. <laughs> like, everybody's goddamn well in play here. Play like this game's easy. Like, this is one of those high total games where teams don't have great defenses. They're not great against the pass. They're not great against the run. Like, there's one guy in this entire game you should maybe even be concerned about, and that's Michael Thomas.
1: Yeah, because he's going to get Darius Slay.
2: Yes, and the last time these two teams faced off, he, he caught just four passes for 45 yards. Uh, On just five targets, so maybe that limits his upside. But with other receiving options on bye, I don't see how you get away with, you know, sitting Michael Thomas against Darius Slay in a game that, you know, should go fantasy point crazy. Like, Golden Tate's a good play. Uh, Marvin Jones is a good play. Kenny Galladay could be a good play if he gets back, but right now he's basically. On the you're, side you're only of
1: him playing the him on. if you're sitting there and yeah. you are a person that owns flag. Yeah, you, you own a couple. Uh, you own an AJ Green and you own uh, uh, Des Bryant or something like that. Otherwise, you're, you're probably not going to have him hit your field. What
0: Shit. about Theo Riddick? Uh, when, when Theo
1: Riddick is finally starting to get a little bit more involved now again. And this is one of those things too where Amir Abdullah seemed like he was, you know, ascending forward, and then now it was a kind of like a step back. So. I think this is one of those games where there's going to be opportunities for both. I almost think that this might be a better opportunity game for Theo Riddick because if they're using him out there and they're spreading out that offense um, and, and are in a high scoring game, that it could be one where Th- Riddick could get targeted eight, nine, ten times in this game and then, you know, sprinkle in four or five rushes in there.
0: That's it. That's why I like it. When the Patriots and the Panthers uh, played against the Saints, their uh, running backs had 248 yards receiving. Um, so it seems like it could be a good opportunity, finally, for Riddick to maybe do some receiving damage.
2: Yeah, but I also think they're going to use Amir Abdullah there a lot, too, yep. which is going to limit Theo
1: Riddick. I mean, since, since over the last two weeks, he's got just seven targets. All right, well, let's co- let's compare similar backs and one that we already talked about with Theo Riddick. So how about Theo Riddick or Tariq Cohen? You're sitting here and you're going, No, like, that's Theo Riddick. Okay. Gonna, let me switch my lineup. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's...
2: Like Tariq Cohen, like if he's not getting targeted, it's tough. Especially with the quarterback, you don't know if you like to throw to the running back.
0: But uh, it's so funny that man, we won't go back to the Bears. It's just yeah. what a shitty offensive of mind that that, that 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 team's got. Um, all yeah. right, I like. I like that. It what
2: Dula, at, The only person that's dead to me is Eric Ebron
1: talk
0: Finally, I've been saying this guy's. Can't, we have hated this guy for years. Everyone's been trying to make him. In a, he's just not a good football player. Let's just put it that. Um, all right, cool. I like it. I'm glad you're finally on board. The Ebron eight hey, He got uh, dropped I, in I, I every just, league. He got dropped. I just in every like league. stats.
2: Like the stats yeah. are great for the last three years. Then this year.
0: Yeah. Bye. 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 Fuck. Too bad for the guy. He's a contract here, right?
2: Darren Fells though could be an interesting guy stepping in for him cap uh, you know Darren fells is the blocking type but he's got that size that could be a difference maker in the red zone for a team without a true difference maker and he scored two touchdowns last week
0: got it uh, let's go over to the Saints obviously AP all day uh, is is a goner traded to excuse me the Arizona Cardinals um, I think everyone has a sigh of relief that either either had Kamara really wasn't affecting nearly as much as as Ingram, but it just makes it so so much more clarity for down the stretch. For,
1: for everyone. Though. It's also, um, uh, as the owners that own Drew Brees, I'm so much happier now that AP is gone because no longer is it telegraphing what the offense is going to be for those 10 plays that he's out there. Yeah. Now it gives Drew Brees more of an opportunity that, what, what does Drew Brees need? Doesn't need a running back that's only going to be a running back. It needs a running back that's also going to be able to uh, catch out of the backfield. And the other two running back uh, with, with, can do that. Yeah. So uh, now you can just continue to run your same offense throughout. I think it, it, it opens more things up because look, Kamara's going to get more touches now. Uh, Ingram will probably you know get back some, but this is almost a sign of we really believe in this rookie. We really like this rookie, and you know uh, we don't have to pay him as much right now. But that's who we got. No, I mean, they're both
2: great plays. Like, Ingram in PPR Leagues had 10 points every single week, provided you a nice little floor as an RB2 or a flex. Uh, he was a guy you could have acquired for nothing on Monday. Like, I literally did it for Geronimo Allison and a bi-week filling quarterback. Uh, so... <laughs> That's a guy you can get there to play. You, traded
0: Ger- you had Geronimo Allison on the team? Yeah. Yeah! He hates that guy! That's the best thing I've ever heard. Stack has Geronimo Allison on his listen, lineup. Listen. I can die a happy man. Now. I can hate whoever the fuck I want,
2: but when they put up numbers with guys like Devontae Adams or Randall Cobb out... Like, I don't hold any emotion in picking my know. starting line. It's
0: just funny because that's your most hated guy, guy in the league. That's
2: because he teams. was a bum in college. How could you be better in the NFL? It just doesn't make sense. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is why it makes sense. It's hilarious. Uh, but, so, Mark Ingram, you know, he, he's going to get a lot more carries early in the game now. Uh, he should also get some red zone opportunities that were going to Peterson not all that often, but those couple. Uh, And and it just provides much more clarity For both of these guys They're both locked in as top 24 players uh, At the running back position Especially in PPR leagues Like we've seen Sean Payton balance Two runners great He's had a history of having two runners Finish among the top 12 uh, Or top 24 running backs in PPR leagues These guys are on pace To catch 140 passes combined Mm. Like You everything you like out of this is happening, Um, and now Ingram—they're both through their bye week. You could just ride these guys every week for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, happy, 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 joy, joy. Uh, Literally, I've been tweeting every game. Like, when can we get rid of this guy? It's killing me. It's impossible to watch as Ingram owners. And uh, we'll see. Things should change. Uh, Anything else you want to put in on that one? Uh, We talked about Michael Thomas, Kobe
2: Fleener's. Start throw, tight end two. Sometimes he's playing a lot. Sometimes he's
0: playing a little. Uh, sometimes he's involved in a lot Sometimes you
1: feel like a nut.
0: Sometimes you don't. All right, let's go to the Dolphins at the Falcons. Humming through here. This is a good time. Well, we're, we're Willie just Sneed
2: should be back this week. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Willie Sneed should be back this week, but his impact, that, that's something that's going to remain to be seen Ted Ginn should be the guy, you know, a couple deep shots a game. Other than that, that's that offense.
1: Why the Dini? So you think (laughs) I got what it takes? I'll tell you what I got. Your wife's pussy on my breath. Nobody's ever talked to me like that before. That's because everyone's mouth is usually full of your wife's box. You're hired. Shit. No, that's
0: funny. I was uh, a buddy of mine took a job at the company Box. It's like Dropbox, but there's one called Box. If you've heard of it, I don't know. So I liked them on Facebook. And then the next day, I saw a little a message on Facebook said, "Derek Noonan likes Fox." Did <laughs>
1: <laughs> you like
0: that? I was like, "Yes, I do." Thank you. Thanks. For let him know, Zuckerberg. Sc- screenshot, safe. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Hilarious. Um, all right, going to the Dolphins at the Falcons. Falcons coming off uh, their bye week. Uh, um, we'll start with the fa- uh, Dolphins. Um,
2: let we'll me like we'll just, just ask you
0: a question here. Yeah.
2: Is there a single player on this offense you could trust? No. Like, can you trust? I, I sort of trust Jarvis Landry, but outside of that, Jarvis Landry and PPR, do you trust a single
1: player in this fucking offense?
0: I, I still trust JHI only because I have to because I drafted him in the second round well, in a but, of are league.
1: Here's the one thing about JHI he's basically become the same player that he was last year. He gives you a lot of duds. Is he going to give you three two hundred yeah. yard games this year? Well, that remains to be seen. My, my guess is not. probably not. So, but with him is you have to play him because of that potential. And who else are you going to start at one of your running backs, one or two, or or a flex potentially? A probably going to be on your uh, on your starting roster.
2: And I agree with that, especially when he's receiving nineteen carries a game. Yeah. How do you sit a guy that's getting that kind of volume and just hasn't really broke one of those explosive plays? So now you're just waiting for that to come around. So I think at worst a is a flex for you, but I think he's more in the RB two range. What I really like is for them to unleash him as a pass catcher, because that's where you can really have your way with the Atlanta Falcons. Is running backs out of the backfield, so um, catching the ball. So, like, I I think Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams are going to have some impact plays in the receiving game, but unfortunately, nobody's going to start them. Jay Culler's got, what, I don't know, 250 yards passing over the last two weeks? like he, that guy's tough to trust. Terrible. They're saying they're not going to bench him for Matt Moore. They got
1: jerk face going on in, in uh, South Florida. Put a cigarette in that mouth. <laughs>
2: I mean, uh, J J J. J. Devontae Parker, you know, he's got an ankle, but you know, they're it's looking like he could play. But against a team like the Falcons who are are tough on outside receivers, you know, are you really going to Play a guy who's who also struggles when he's injured and in playing. Like I don't know if you could trust him and
1: stills. I think the only thing you have a benefit for you is that this is most likely not going to be a very low scoring game because the Falcons are at home. You're playing on that fast turf. Um, do we know? Because I, 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 I don't even know. Julio Jones, 100 percent for this one. He's coming. Not 100, percent but he's expected. He's to play. Expected to play. So look. When you're facing a team like that on the road, you're going to have to, if you don't establish that run game early, it's going to be a heavy passing game. So it's one of those ones where I feel comfortable with Jarvis Landry. I even probably feel comfortable with Devontae Parker in this one just because it has the potential for it to get out of control for them. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing is, the, Atlanta has the highest uh, point implied point total of the week of any team, uh, and that's not because this is such a high-scoring game. It's because they just think that Atlanta's going to put up some serious numbers. The thing is, like... Miami's been getting
2: blown out the last two weeks, and they haven't been able to put together a fucking passing game. Why am I suddenly going to believe that they could do it now? Like, yeah, that that works in theory, but well, well what one those? What if they lose by now? last what week those, and Jay Cutler threw for less than a hundred passing yards?
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 garbage. I, I I think they're just going to. I like what Houdini said. They're going to have to set the tone with the run. Keep, run the clock out just and keep the ball out of the offense on the Atlanta side out of their hands. And I just think that's gonna be, you know, Jai while well, they didn't do shit. You know, they, they gotta get this guy thirty carries.
1: Well, but look it's gotta happen. You can talk about how crappy it was last week. It was against Tennessee, right? They were they were on the road right in Tennessee. It was one of those games that it just it was a slower game. They were they were it was a closer game so they were able to continue to give the ball to a Jai. I don't think this is gonna be a closer game. I think Before you blink, as we get to halftime, they're going to be down by 14 to 20 points. So at that point in time, then you're you're going to have to rely on on, on putting up some offense. This is one of those ones where Atlanta's had the extra time off. I think that their offense has been shit. I think they have a good chance to game plan for this defense, and I think that's what's going to be exploited. They're going to be putting up points on them, and I think it's going to be coming from all aspects of of the Falcons' offense. I mean, we want to flip it over. Yeah, let's do it. Start with running backs. Devonta Freeman, strong
2: start. Probably, I think he's our number one ranked running back this week. Like, there's nothing not to like about Devonta Freeman. Uh, looking over at Tevin Coleman, he's a guy that they might get involved on the outside. Uh, in the run game, in the pass game, they're going to use him both ways, so he's like a back-end RB2 flex play. Uh, Julio Jones, if he plays, you fucking play him, and... <laughs> uh, Mohamed Sanu is, That's the guy that's really going to matter Because he could be in He could be out And if he's out Then you could project Taylor Gabriel for a bigger role well, I and think He's one of those interesting Low cost start throws in DFS
1: If he were to be the number two receiver in this game But the other guy that's also a good benefit Especially if Sanu is out And is going to be also a low uh, play dart throw Is Austin Hooper okay you know getting him more involved as a receiver in, the, in this matchup um, I, I think that they're going to be able to do that and again he's not going to be a guy that you're gonna get a high volume of targets for but he gets his passes and they're always downfield I mean I don't think he catches a pass that's less plus thrown 15 yards so um you know, if you get your four catches, you could potentially do some damage in this game.
0: He's only got 10 catches on this year for about 194. But I think if you could do your Houdini take away that one play, uh, the, no, he's
1: still you know, averaging about 14, 13, yeah, 14 well, yards. that's 19 a catch, so. yards
0: a catch, so you're yeah. right. Um, all right, I think uh, anything else you want to drop on them? I think it's pretty straightforward. Uh, yeah. you lo- do you like oh, man, uh, Brian? Man, Ryan? Yeah, I like Ryan. Matt Ryan's underperformed so far
2: this year. We knew the regression was coming in his touchdown rate after being at a career career high, career year beware. So now you're looking at the touchdown rate actually being below the career norm. So expect some of these games to correct with Matt Ryan you know, throwing some more touchdowns. And I, I'm going to have to say that Julio Jones is going to end up with more than zero on the season.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Matt Ryan, take a guess what he's uh, ranked at quarterback. 21. 18th. 27 based Oof. on our. Uh, oh, bye week. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta take that out. One, okay, there you go. 27 right now. So, Case Keenum's got more fantasy points than he does. Um, that's pretty crazy. Uh, all right, let's go on to our next matchup and uh, drop some co-knowledge on the Patriots at the Jets. We'll start with the Patriots. Uh, Tommy Brady needs uh, to have a better game than the last
1: one. True, but again, this is one of those ones that you know we kind of look at you know interdivision matchups. Uh, you know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers earlier about the success that he had, had against yeah. uh, Minnesota. Well, it's kind of similar here when it goes to Tom Brady against the Jets. It's thirty games, twenty-three and seven uh, average uh, throwing for. Uh, well, he's thrown seven thousand one hundred and fourteen yards. He's got 44 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. So this is the team he has the second most amount of touchdowns against behind who he has 22 more touchdowns against. What team is that? Buffalo. Buffalo.
0: And, and he, he likes playing New York teams. And the crazy thing about it right now, aren't the Jets that have a better record in the division than they do? I think yeah, This first, game means a lot yeah, to New yeah, it. They've got to not only just put up points... But uh, and fantasy points and do some damage. This is like a, a game change season-changing game. They got to show that uh, they can go in, and it's basically they're going to have to basically. Well, be they're like,
1: tied. They're all three and two. Them and the Bills and the Jets are all three and two. They got to
0: stop. Being, right now, they're essentially the Phoenix Suns. Back when. Uh, when uh, Steve Nash was there, their defense lets up so many points and yards. It's just like they gotta. Their goal is like to put more points on the board. now I'm gonna, go back, to even, I'm gonna f- go back. Can I go
1: back even further? They're like uh, the Denver Nuggets with Alex English. <laughs> when the when the Nuggets were giving up about like 122 points a game, and Alex English was averaging like uh, like like 30 points a game.
0: What was that movie that Alex English was in? He uh, was in a movie. Yeah, it was like a, whatever. I forget. Yeah,
1: was it was it was it that uh, the 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 what, the fish comes to Pittsburgh or something? <laughs> <laughs> All right, All
0: right Stags, bring Stags, us back, Stags, bring Stags, us back. Stags. We'll bring Stags back into to Earth here. So if Rob Gronkowski <laughs> plays,
2: you, you play Rob Gronkowski. There's not very many, you know, weekly tight ends that you could trust in. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about that earlier in the pod. You know, Chris Hogan
0: love Chris Hogan, man.
2: Chris Hogan's lightened it up. Five touchdowns over the last five weeks. Uh, Going back to the playoffs, he's pretty much much catching a touchdown every single week of the season. Um,
0: In case you didn't hear that over the sound of that phone ringing go that back was first Or the train in the background The one thing sorry well, that's to, funny that
1: the phone even its funny went up because that's like I had there was a call earlier and it didn't one thing that happens when we do the show right around this time
0: this is when all the trains are coming in and out of the city so we apologize people but that's what happens when you're uh, in a rush so you watch I, so you watch the Cubs game and yeah, the money uh, that, that was Thursday. a goddamn
1: telemarketer. who that was so now the phone's now on uh, airplane mode it won't uh, affect the uh, the sound system again go so, go way anyway, I I I do I I do have one thing to say for my phone on that one, so wait. Uh, oh, where are you? This
0: is compelling radio. Oh,
1: well. <laughs> All right, go on. Uh, I
2: mean, going back to the playoffs last season, Chris Hogan has pretty much cut a touchdown pass in every game he's played, so he's locked into your lineups. Brandon Cooks, this should be a great game for Brandon Cooks to sort of get back going. Um, the Jets don't have anybody near the speed of Brandon Cooks to keep up with them deep. Uh, but they have been playing sort of a too high safety look at times That could contain them from the deep shots But I, my trust in Cooks and Brady and everybody to get it done this week I also think there's, this is a week where Mike Gillis should have a couple bunny touchdowns Or a lot of clock killing to do in the
1: fourth quarter do you like uh, here, here, here's, here's what I have for my okay. phone, Goddamn
0: phone. You know, You're acting like a cock, you know that? Do you like Gillisley as a, a buy low candidate, or is it he is what it he depends. is? Depends.
2: It depends. This Gillis is like a format defender because he he's the guy who can win you weeks in the right weeks. He's the guy who could give you four fucking points other weeks in PPR leagues. Like there is literally a four point floor when you could just get a pass catcher with an eight point floor. So it all really really depends on your league style format.
1: And if you're touchdown dependent or not, I say you sell if you can. Sell if you can because when Rex Burkhead comes back, there's another guy that comes into the mix. I, I, I don't want any part of that uh, of that backfield right now. So if I have a chance that somebody you know sees a Gillisley and, and and likes that touchdown potential and is willing to give me something that I can trust more yeah. on a weekly basis, I'm all for P- selling. Pete P-
0: leagues. He's the only running back that's a top fifty guy without like. A, a, I guess a, how many targets he's got on zero. Four? Zero 0 He's got zero targets, zero catches uh, they Well, hard to have a catch not. when you have zero targets Oh, there well, you go, smart, I'm your
1: genius the thing oh, That's what like a guy who said to me once I'm like, hey, we have a birthday on the same day He goes, man, what are the odds? I'm like, well, one in 365, but <laughs> Oh my god
2: <laughs> That's true uh- but with Gillisley, after the last three weeks, unless you sold high after week one, you're really not getting compelling offers. Yeah. You're getting end-to-the-bench trash. Yeah. So you got, you're got you going to have to wait it out for another good game if you
0: want to sell. But I think the Jets is where it could be another good well, game. Well, I'm work. saying I'm a buyer. I'm okay. saying I, the, the guy that, that has him hates him. He, every sentence he starts fucking gilllessly. He's like gilllessly. Well, so you think you, 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 you can get something
1: is that your Maurice was? Yeah, Maurice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if <you laughs> I get him I on get the him team, team. All... I, him, I if I get him for, for, for a throw and i will take it.
0: Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm going to. Um all right. Flip um, over to
2: the Jets. Jets. Bilal Powell looks like he's probably going to miss this week, but then Matt Forte is going to be back. He's banged up. So originally we thought Elijah McGuire was going to get the backfield to himself for a week, which would have been an awesome low cost start throw. It would have been you know, awesome to pick him up and stream him at an RB two for nothing. But it looks like Forte is going to be back, and that's going to make it a little bit tougher uh, to project this backfield. But I, I think McGuire is still going to have some juice and. You know, play the ball Powell kind of catch-up running back role uh, late in this game, but you know Austin Spurrier and Jenkins looks like
1: a good play against these. Uh, you
2: yeah, remember uh, the Patriots', Patriots defense is, is
1: still not looking that solid. So at this oh. moment, you know you, you can still kind of take a little bit of faith in the fact that you know that that they're exploitable. So uh, I'm still not trusting any of the receivers. Well, either. again. This is the Jets we're talking about. This is Josh McCown we're talking about. So, no, you're not going to... I'm not starting... I, You know, unless you're thinking that it's going to be one of those games where they're going to be way behind, maybe you want to try and take a, a shot if you have the bye week sitting there and you're and you and you're streaming a, a Robbie Anderson for a play and hope for the big play downfield. I don't want to start a Jermaine Curse that much. I don't want to start a Jermaine... I don't want uh, uh, you know, to start any of those, those guys that they got out there at wide receiver, really. It's... And Forte, I'm not going to trust it either. It's one of those things that they may start Forte, but it's one of those ones that I, I think it's uh, if Bilal Powell's out, Elijah McGuire's probably going to get 60% of the workload out of the backfield.
0: Yeah. Cool. Uh, before we go on to our next game, do us a favor and help us keep the lights on. The lights just went off The lights are off God damn it The bill was paid One minute too late Uh, Thanks for listening to that We've got the 49ers Are uh, heading over to DC To play The Redskins Did you ever notice That our president's got Some red skin Or He's more of the Orange orange skin skin.
1: Orange skin Um, That's truly native He's true true native color I thought you were Going to go thin But Oh He did That too That uh, too so
2: another guy who might have some thin skin is Josh Norman, and he's, he's he looks like he's going to be out this week with you know a couple broken ribs potentially. Uh, so that just bumps up Pierre Garcon as he was likely to get you know shadowed by Josh Norman. I really like Garcon this week. I've liked them all throughout. He's just got to find a way to get in the end zone. Uh, that's been the big knock on him so yep. far this season. He hasn't found the end zone. Um, but Brian Hoyer against this past defense without you know Josh Norman, I think he's an interesting low-cost play. Yep. But this is that you know Bay Area team mm-hmm. flying across the country, yep. playing a 1 p.m. game, biorhythm, all that stuff that
1: takes a while to get off the ground. It could be a slow start for them. Uh, so that's that. That's the one caveat. I'll, I'll tell you what. There's a guy who I think is interesting. You know, especially if you're in uh, 14, 16 team leagues, the guy that you should be paying attention to, uh, tight end George Kittle, uh, got a lot of targets in the second half of that game last week. Uh, really start starting to see him get utilized more. Um, you know, he's a decent blocker as well, but he's, they, they, when he's out there, they're throwing the ball to him. So, um, they don't have anybody else that's working that underneath route as effectively as he is. And, and look, as a rookie, once you get to this part of the season, if you start to see a guy start to get more targets and stuff. It means he's integrated himself into the offense pretty well. And the one thing that you do know when it's Kyle Shanahan running this offense is going to get the ball to these guys that can make the plays. So, you remember back when he was with Washington, right? We did see it with uh, Jordan Reed. So, uh, Kittle is one of those guys that I, I say definitely keep on your radar. He did score a touchdown last week, and it was a nice play where he scored it on. Um, but are you going to count on him uh, to start every week? No, but he becomes one of these... Very interesting streamer guys, especially in ten and twelve team leagues as well. When you're looking at uh, potential matchups, when they playing. got when they got
0: rid of um, Vance McDonald, you knew that they thought they had something. Yeah. So it sounds like you know five games into his NFL career, he's kind of starting to get it. So the trajectory's in the right spot.
1: And he's catching the ball when they throw it to him. That's a yeah. big thing. The problem
2: was he couldn't catch a fucking lick early in the season. And now he's finally starting to convert on some of those targets, gaining a little bit more trust and, and a lot of
1: that happens with being more comfortable with the playbook, but, but knowing what your what your routes are, not trying to think about it while you're running your routes and and then, as you get that comfort level, then you know you start performing better. So
0: it looked like some of the plays that he Iowa, he had, and had in catches, was a past we're, meant them, were meant for him too. It wasn't like he was in the you know the third guy. It kind of looked like they had a couple plays ready called out. For and, him, he, so.
1: and you know he didn't have a ton of catches at Iowa. You know, but he, but he was like when he when he made his one his catches, they were dynamically good receiving catches. So, he, so he's a good receiver. Cool. Are we good on the Niners?
0: Yeah and I mean, Hyde, Hyde, I, Brito, I, Burrito's a big pickup this week What do you think's happening there? Burrito, nothing, I want a
2: burrito. burrito Nothing, I don't think I think it was just a one week fluke and Hyde's got that little bit of an injury But I also think it's going to be a little bit Hot hand But Hyde's just been so good when called upon That I, that I trust him And he's going to be at least an RB2 for me this week Burrito's a little bit back end But it also seems like they like him A little bit more on the pass catching role
0: um, so, you don't think the fact that he got out touched last week by is a, it's a big deal? You know Fuck no.
1: To? I mean, Brianna hasn't really done anything that much this year to begin with. So, it's like, look, it's one of those ones, as much as anything, is probably motivation for Hyde to get his button gear.
0: Hopefully, because I, I think the one thing I've, I read is he's like, He's pro football folks is like worst ranked running back, starting running back. I've right
1: hated that guy ever since he came into the league. It's like I've never understood yeah, why he's not top like 20. 20. I always rank him like in the 24 to 25. He's been
2: great this season. Like his yards after contact, uh, he's making that offensive line. Is better. he winning people fantasy weeks? Yes. He, he, he has a he goal had, goal. he's had one bad week for jumping off the ship real yeah. quick. I've, as off,
1: of, I've never been on the ship.
2: Because so. as of last week, we were talking about how you know, the 49ers are going to go out here and try re signing this guy. For two long term deals, because they really like what he's providing to the team. Yeah, Quick, that, how the
1: fucking story's changed. Yeah, well, you, you, you don't, you don't re sign running backs. You, you draft running backs and you let someone else re sign them and take the hit. Take the hit. Take the hit, like the,
0: the guy in Ted. I'm gonna take a hit. Go for it. Why,
1: You had sexual intercourse with a co worker on top of the produce that we sell to the public. I fucked her with a parsnip last week, and I sold the parsnip to a family with four small children. That took guts. We need guts. I'm promoting you. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you got a lot of problems, don't you?
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, Cousins. Uh, again, this is Washington Redskins—they're coming off their bye week. Uh, what do you what do you like for Cousins? And uh, then let's talk about the running back situation. Everything. Cousins is one of the top, I think he's three, right?
2: Cousins is a top five play this week. Like, there's nothing not to like against them at home. Coming off a of bye week against a beat-up uh, San Francisco secondary, who's been abused by, you know, pretty much everybody they've played this season. They get down big, get down big quick, and that's great for the pass game. And it could also be great for a guy like Samaj AP Ryan, who, you know, with Rob, Rob, Rob Kelly Kelly's not going expe- to, right? Expected to not play this weekend. Uh, but I also like Chris Thompson because he's a guy who's providing a lot of spark early. So I think, you know, the way you can get it done against the 49ers is not by slamming it up the gut into DeForest Buckner. Uh, you know, run away from him get on the outsides, get Chris Thompson 8-10 to 10 carries on the edges, get him some targets, and you could be in line for a great fantasy day.
1: I also think this is one of those games, too, where you got to be aware of Terrell Pryor. Um, look, he actually showed up, finally, in, in his last game. Now he's still not getting the high-volume targets and things that we thought we were going to see from him coming in with both Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon leaving and with the amount of targets that he was getting when he was at Cleveland. But I think this is one of those games where I think now he's starting to finally get himself more integrated into the offense, uh, the the bye week as well, having more chance to get more rapport yeah. going with uh, um, Kirk Cousins is a good thing. So I'm still on board on that bandwagon. I'm, I'm not bailing on, on Terrell Pryor. I still say, uh, I still see his best games ahead of him, and I think this is one of those ones that could be a, another turning point. So uh, I think there's a good potential he walks away with a touchdown this week.
0: I agree with you. To go back to Chris Thompson. Um, uh, the, against the 49ers, running, catching running backs are having a field day. Andre Ellington had something like 14 targets in the game uh, a couple weeks ago against them. and uh, So should be. A Todd Gurley did great against them. Uh, Steve Stewart had a nice game week one against them, or maybe just said a touchdown. Uh, so good. So for, it's going to be a good game for um, Chris Thompson, I think. But do you like Samaji Prime? Four? You think he can? You think he's going to get to 20 carries? I mean,
2: I think he could get 18 carries, but I don't know if he gets more than like 64 yards. Yeah. Like the upside on his yardage just isn't great right now. So you're depending on touchdown to get you to that double digit, you know, fantasy yeah. point threshold. Yeah, he, hasn't,
1: he hasn't shown the damn burst. He
0: hasn't shown anything. Um, all right, cool. I agree with you guys. Um, Jordan Reed not in the injury report this week. Nice.
2: Uh, that's a good sign for him coming off the bye. He looks you know, healthier than he has been this season. So if you're gonna play him, I think this is a week to play him and that bumps down a guy like
1: Vernon Davis. But at the same time this also goes back to your whole thing about why it's been great to stream tight ends because otherwise you got a Jordan Reed, you, you gotta play him if you have him and he's gonna play, but it's like he's still not hundred percent. It's a toe thing, right? I mean, toe totally and chest. You're right. these things well, but the toe is the one that more concerns me. It's like Well now he is hundred percent. If you're off, so, yeah, you're, you're off, off the injury report, enough not you know. to be reported, but at the same time, some of the, some of these injuries don't go away. Like, look, Matt Forte is playing as well. When You got turf toe. I don't care. It's going to come back at some point in time. Yeah,
0: maybe. I I, I agree. Um, who else? Uh, anyone else we want to talk about in this Redskins game? That's I mean, Caduceus this is damage? now or never for like a
2: guy like Jameson Crowder. He could yeah. have been dropped in your leagues. Maybe he's an interesting guy to add as your last bench player to see if he can maybe get back going, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, you know, Why but, has it
1: been so... You know, what, it is what's so surprising that he has just fallen off the table. He was a guy that was getting, in some games, double-digit targets and was like, he's he's just a good so ball. dynamic, and he's just disappeared this year without... Is it because he doesn't have the protection of a Deshaun and a Pierre Garçon that is it's just... and Jordan Reed out there that it's... Yeah, I think a little bit.
2: I, I think there's nobody to take attention away from him, and he's one of the more focal points, especially with Terrell Pryor struggling early this season. But also, a guy like Josh Dotson is really starting to show up the last couple weeks. Uh, so now that this core is coming a little bit together, it, it's good things for cousins, especially now that you've got the bye week and a team like France, San Francisco traveling across the country. You know, especially, I don't even know how San Francisco's been practicing this week like the wildfires oh, yeah, are right? crazy uh so i don't even know if they've been affected you know any of their homes have been affected this is another crazy situation happening in our nation
0: uh you know just natural disaster wise
1: put it on my tab <laughs> oh jesus
0: um all right well let's uh hopefully i think that game could could provide some some fantasy football points in it um those whoa, are the kind of those whoa. are the kind of games i actually like <laughs> Watch, yeah, the train this is train central. Hey, The train is saying Bring yeah. it. Bring, <laughs> bring it. it. Bring it. Uh Houdini's gonna be happy here. We have four late games this week. Uh we're quad box eligible. Um first Unless you one, have
1: Xfinity and your and your I finally got my second T V working, by the way, because it's it's ridiculous. When you watch direct T V, the one thing that anxious Siciliano did was you basically saw every play as it happened. They rarely had to go back and show you a replay. Yeah. And I find that on the other one, which I don't even know Scott Hansen does it, yeah. that it's like, let's give you a game rewind because we stayed with this other game to show you the field goal and the extra point <laughs> and the punt. So now we're going to have yeah. to rewind the entire, all the things, and how many times did they pull off of a game and show me the scoreboard without even showing me the quad eight box, just to show me the scores and go like, well... We don't have this game. I'm like, I'm watching time ticking down in four games. Why aren't you on one of these games?
0: Yeah, it sounds, I paid
1: to watch football.
0: Sounds like sounds like your household is in disarray. My wife is like, she's I like, grow, like, I, a she's like case.
1: well, because I finally got the second TV this week because like I had bought a splitter and the Xfinity box went out because apparently that just happens. So, I was like, this is just flipping ridiculous. And so, she's like, I think I need to leave. Yeah, I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to go to the library. I'm just going to get um, the fuck away from you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the Buccaneers at the Cardinals. Um, first of the late games. Uh, let's start with the Buccaneers. Uh, is this a bad match? Is this a bad matchup for um, Mike Evans this week? Or I'm not saying you, you sit him mean, if you're a Mike Evans owner. Yes, play it's, it's him, a but... tougher
2: matchup. I mean, he literally had 14 targets or 18 targets the last time these two teams played. Ended up with, what, 60 or 70 yards? Huh. So, yeah, it's a fucking bad matchup. I, I think uh, on the season, Patrick Pat- Peterson is allowed uh, 80 receiving yards or less on the season. Like, you don't want to start anybody against Patrick Peterson, but, but you're going to because it's Mike
1: Evans. Yeah. And, and, but the other thing is, the Cardinals defense, the vaunted Cardinals defense, has been horrible. And look! Look at what uh, Philadelphia was able to do against them last week. So uh, they're giving up more big plays than than he they ever Sean have. Deshaun Jackson against Justin Bethel, who has
2: already allowed four passing touchdowns of greater than forty yards. There you go. That sounds like, that
0: sounds like a good
2: matchup. I, I like I like that one. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Uh, like play Deshaun Jackson. Um, Humphreys really disappointed in a great spot last week. Didn't really put it on.
1: Uh, Patriots sort of stiffened, Played well last week. against. It wasn't the horrible. Was it 4 for 51? I mean, Yeah. He, 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 look, Humphreys is not a guy that you can count on to give you 80, 90 yards. That was a better matchup. You're right. It was a game that uh, they were throwing the ball around a lot as well. And, and Evans wasn't a major factor in that one either. Yeah, so I'm a little bit concerned about Humphreys. But
2: maybe he can give you 5 for 50 again this week if that's something you're into. <laughs> uh, hey, if you're, if into, you're into that. that. Uh, you know, the other guy you like is Cameron Bright. He's stringing together nice performances, but that means a guy like Tyron Mathieu is probably going to play a little bit more coverage on him than a guy like O.J. Howard. But I, I still think I played right. We talk about the consistent tight ends. He's sort of one of them, right? Yeah,
1: and, and the other thing that he is great for is amazing red zone targets that he gets. Um, you know, I think he was the highest-targeted, is he the highest-targeted tight end in the red zone? Um, Last year? Yeah, and and maybe even for part of this this year, year, Cameron Braid. or at least for sure for Jameis Winston. Like, you would think that most everything goes to Mike Evans. If it's not going to Mike Evans, it's going to Cameron Braid. I mean, there's nobody else that he's throwing the ball to in the red zone. And you saw it last week, there was one that he dropped, and then he got him back, and he got the touchdown, so...
0: Well, I'm looking here. The one thing I'm saying is, and I agree with you guys, the Mike Evans in the matchup against Patrick Peterson last year uh, had six catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown, but it can't, 18 targets. <laughs> so they, you, you know that James isn't going to be afraid to try and uh, go up and, and throw the ball on Pat. But
2: But that was also at a time when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had no one else to throw to. Yeah. Now they have other options, but Jameis himself, I think he's a pretty decent play. He saw what Carson Wentz is able to do and took a lot of deep shots, and that could be something Jameis, or we know Jameis
1: is willing to do, so that's a good spot for him. The question is, is he ever going to fucking connect on one of those deep passes? Because he's been amassing a couple of these 300-yard games, and he's not having that big 50-60-yard chunk play uh, to really help him along. He's just kind of getting it with like the 15-20 yarders here and there, so... Yeah. He needs to hit the show. That's why Deshaun Jackson has been like last week was like finally really really a come out for him it was like the 98 yards that he had, um, but he still missed him on a, on, a, on a play that he could have had for a deep touchdown. So, yeah.
0: well, I think the big story here, Doug Martin back looked looked good against obviously the Patriots who have made many people look good. Um, are you? Buying in, you
1: believing in the Mark, uh, the the Dave, uh, Doug Martin? Look, I I really like what I see in Doug Martin. I just think that it's also, like, I have a... I know we don't like to talk about our leagues, but I had a, a buddy of mine. I put out a thing because I had like a, all these wide receivers. I'm like, I got AJ Green, I got Des Bryant, I got Martavis, I got Deshaun. I got like, so I'm like, I'm looking to trade. I'm like, I need a running back. And so my buddy sends me a thing. He's like, Doug Martin for AJ Green. I'm like, are you out of your goddamn mind? He's like, we really like Martin. I'm like, AJ Green's the number two wide receiver in the game right now. <laughs> I think <laughs> he's number one me. now after last week. No, in my league he's number two. <laughs> so but at the same time, I'm like, what, what do you? 80 points. To to one game from Doug Martin where he didn't even like give me 130 I yards. I
0: don't even respond to those kind of things. I just said
1: I just wrote back. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you think, Stag
1: But look, I like what Martin has done. Who else there that you're that you're scared of him losing touches to? quiz Rogers is a very nice change of pace guy. It's going to give you a burst here or there. Charles Sims is a guy that's mainly going to be used as a receiver. Doug Martin can be used as a receiver, but in those definite third down passing rules, he's going to get taken out. It's going to be Charles Sims that's going to be out there when they're on third and seven or longer. Yeah, I don't love Doug Martin's
2: matchup this week. Uh, The Cardinals haven't allowed a single player to rush for over 80 yards this season. They've allowed just two rushing touchdowns on the season. Uh, And, you know, just a couple, you know, two catches a game, and I doubt, you know, those are going to go to Martin. Right. So it's a little bit, he's like a back-end RB2 flex play. I don't love the matchup, but I think he's a guy who can find the end zone. And he obviously provided the spark, but they've also got to be smarter about you know, when you're hammering away at a team, fucking hammer
1: away. Yeah. Like, fucking go. Well, see, but this is the thing. That this is the whole learning experience. This is where Jameis Winston has to take that next step. And they also going to have to. But the fact of what it's going to be good for for the rest of the guys and really good for Deshaun Jackson is they need to have a consistency at the running game so you can actually run play action. And they have not been able to effectively run play action up until now Martin shows a game. So now maybe in this game they can maybe get a safety to take a bite if they've been running the ball hard. And then, you know, but you got to commit to it, right? And you got to stick with it so that you can actually make the play action work. Wow. I like it. Uh,
0: There's like uh, speed fire there, Houdini. I'm, I
1: love, uh, love yeah, shopping fast.
0: Should we go over to uh, the Cardinal side of the ball? Adrian Peterson is probably gonna get a ton of opportunities this week just because he's a new toy, but I don't know if it's gonna really do anything. What do you think?
2: I'm not like their their line's awful. Awful. Every time AP's in the game, you know, out of under center, you know it's gonna be a run play. Like, what good is gonna do
1: that? Like, it's gonna be this. What I like to do to her, something I call it dirty fuzzy. That's what you're going to get if you, if you play him. You're going to get a dirty Fozzie.
0: <laughs> Fool's I, I, gold. I, I,
1: it is. It, 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 and look, and who would have thought if you would have said five years ago, just wait, there's going to be a team that's going to have both Adrian Peterson and CJ2K in the same backfield. How sick would that be? Yeah, it's pretty sick. But it's it, not it, sick in the way that you want it to be. Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: sick because you dropped Chris Johnson, you cut him from the team, and then you gave Adrian Peterson his number after you after he tweeted that Adrian Peterson needs more carries.
0: Like, Wait, that, so he they cut Johnson. Oh, they cut, I
1: didn't know they cut Johnson. Oh, yeah. I saw
0: him wearing 20. I thought that that was like photoshopped.
1: And uh, so he's wearing Chris Jackson's number. Oh, my oh, goodness. Got cut, bro. Sorry about it. The person who I like this for, though, it's still Andre Ellington. Andre Ellington is the guy that's going to benefit in this backfield. Peterson holds no ability to get the catches. So when they need that, they're going to have Ellington out there. He'll be used when Peterson's on the field, and they'll be able to split him out as a receiver as well. So, um, you know, as far as the airbacks go and as far as in PPR leagues, I'm, I think that this one, now that they cut Johnson, I think that that really becomes a boon for Andre Ellington. He's getting the ops.
2: No, I mean, it's not a boom. It's the same. Like, we know his role. Not a boom, a boon.
1: Uh, what's the difference? A boon is—it's a, it, it, it it, a, it's a good omen <laughs> to his to his to his potential. But what's the difference? Like nothing. Not, I'm not calling it a boon because it's not a boon. <laughs> it means that he might get an extra two or three looks no. of the game. Zero things have changed <laughs> for Andre Ellington. Uh-oh. What's the? Th- say tomato. There I'll is tomatoes There is
2: zero difference between Adrian Peterson at this stage of his career than Chris Johnson at this age of his career. Well, yeah, except that Chris Johnson is the
0: better the than Adrian Peterson. play. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for right now, the boon or the boom comes in the fact that Adrian Peterson has limited knowledge of the uh, of the playbook, and they're gonna not they're gonna not make him look stupid by. Oh, by Let's hope it doesn't look
1: the like fire. the reverse of Boone. He doesn't end up looking like a noob. <laughs>
0: wine Love it. Um, I love Box of Wine Day here at the Pyro Podcast. How are you doing? I, I haven't talked to you in forever. <laughs> all right, dude. Stag Party. Go go. tell us about some of these wide receivers. Larry Fitzgerald, Jerron, Jay... I, I said so Stag many J's. parties. I, said I know. I'm party. just saying, you
1: get all the J's. Because you have talked to us in a while. I'm done. <laughs>
2: all right. All right. Um, You can play them all They're all sort of flex plays Except for Larry Who's locked in As like a top 20 wide receiver Uh, John Brown Jaron Brown J.J. Nelson They've all got Great matchups Going up against The Tampa Bay Corners As soon as they can Get away from Brent Grimes But these guys rotate uh, Sides of the field, Positions on the field So much That You know You don't have to worry About one against them Enough But they're all sort of Flex plays Because we don't know Exactly where the targets Are going to go but even if Adrian Peterson is able to have one of his better games of the season, get 15 carries in this one, what he, what's he going to do? This is still a team that's going to throw it 45 to 50 times in this game because they're playing a high-paced offense. They're gonna, they're probably going to have to put up some points with how their defense is playing. Um, everything you want out of the pass catcher, just you can sort of get
1: against the Tampa Bay team. Well, the, one thing that you'll get if you if you did hold on to Adrian Peterson though. Is a guy who's getting what five, four, six carries with, uh, uh, with New Orleans? He'll get 12. Well, the, they're the highest, pa- Arizona's the
0: highest passing really. right? But they people, pass
1: more than any other Chris teams. Johnson got 12 carries on a weekly basis. If you're looking at where Adrian yeah. Peterson was, they're not going to give Adrian Peterson 20 carries in this offense, yeah. but
2: they might. I think they really but, want to. You think they, they want to? They are. What passing at seventy one percent of 71. the time because they're not running effectively now. Like the, the question exactly is this. now. So now it makes them a little bit more effective. Like Carson Palmer can't physically throw the ball fifty times
0: a game. Yeah, but how
1: does Adrian Peterson I, come in there all of a sudden make him more effective as a running back? He you, hadn't shown anything. This
0: year. I, know, I know you're, you're hoping, hoping. You're, you're, you're hoping that he, he believes in himself. The GM talked to uh, well, Peterson. They he bought into whatever. Well,
1: and the Cardinals are at least going to do smarter than what uh, New Orleans did, which is. Here's a guy that needs more volume. That's what I'm saying. He'll get you at least 12 to 14. Yeah. But will those 20 game carries come? It's only going to come if he actually starts being effective. If he's running 12 carries and he's doing a Chris Johnson 12 for 41, he's not going to continue to. He's not going to get any more than the 12. Carries.
0: And obviously, we're trying to keep it to as much as possible talking about Week Six. But I read this week that they're thinking that David Johnson could be back by Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. Thanksgiving in fantasy football is in a blink of an eye. Four
1: weeks, well, five see, weeks, yeah, yeah.
0: It's like it's, it, it, the, the fall and the season moves by so quickly that, like, then when he comes back, what, Adrian Peterson's just going to be another headache that's going to demand the ball and want the ball, but you've got the best running back in the team. He can't
1: demand in, it when in it's the
0: league on your team. He can
1: do that when it's Alvin Kamara and Mark yeah. Aaron, but He cannot do it when it's David Johnson. can't
0: then. do it. Uh, all right, you got anything else you want to talk about, uh, tight ends or uh, the wide receivers or no. Carson? <laughs> Stag party? Uh, No. No. Okay. Uh, we will go to the Rams at the Jaguars. What used to be one of the dubliest games ever now shows uh, a potent offense, uh, pro- kind of potent offense and defense on both sides. So uh, let's start with the Rams. Um, what do we think can happen there with Mr. Goff? And is, uh, I think Gurley had his worst game of the season last
1: week, right? Is he going to bounce back? It was a tough one. I think he's going to have another tougher matchup. No. This week. You don't think so? Run's the Jaguars
2: are fucking awful against the run. They can play the pass. Yeah, they, they are literally it. the worst team against the run in the week. Like Why
1: start, <laughs> start
2: Todd Gurley. Like well, we're not saying you wouldn't start him, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like confidently start Todd Gurley against this team. Because you know, who are you gonna throw the ball to? Like if you you have to establish the run game against these Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, the Steelers tried playing it opposite. Tried playing, hey, let's try and air it out a little bit more. Let's try and only give Le'Veon
0: Bell 15 carries when he had, should have had 25 to 30. Yeah, didn't he say a week ago, he's like, oh, he's going to have 30 carries, no problem. And then they they went the air attack, and look what happened. Big, big bad, I'm not sure I got any more. Well, but that's the other
1: thing I'm, I'm saying, too, though. I was watching that game. Le'Veon Bell wasn't great. He had a 15-yard run. He had 15 carries for 47 yards on the game. You take out that 15... He had 14 carries for 28 yards. Okay, it's what about like,
2: all the other running backs against him?
1: I, that's fine. It's, I understand, but Le'Veon Bell had just come off of that huge performance, he, and he he had and in the first quarter he did all of his damage, and then and then maybe it was game plan that changed or whatever, but they never got back to him, and then he was never effective again when they went back to him. So, um,
0: they'll feed the beast with Gurley. They
1: think. they
2: should like there's nothing like you do not want to pass against this team. It's literally better to spike the ball than trying to throw against A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey, right?
1: Well, but this is the other thing, too. That look at what uh, 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 Goff has done as well. He's been in, in some tough games, right? Last week was a tough matchup. And he he, was, he had a gutsy performance, got his team to win, right? It wasn't a great fantasy day, but... Didn't they lose? They lost. They lost. But it was like 12 But it came, it came back to the end, though. It was, it was down to the end. Yeah. He kept them in the game. Uh but this is the thing about him he's a young quarterback so and the problem is, is that he, he plays in a division where he, you're, you're getting tough defenses and then now you go against this one again granted it's a later afternoon start and it's still one of those West Coast teams going over to the east Coast and getting that game so you can have that minutia there if you want. I'm not worried about it as much because at least with golf what I'm seeing is growth and what I'm seeing is growth and maturity of what it takes to be a winner in this league. And if you know what it takes to be a winner at the quarterback position, or you can show that early on, then you have a potential to be a good fantasy quarterback. If you don't, then you don't really have any potential to be a good fantasy quarterback because eventually something's going to happen that's going to implode on you. And I think he had opportunities last week for that game to get out of hand, and he, and he kept them in the game even after mistakes. Well, they, they actually he by far had his
0: most passes last week. Right, they it went the for what back,
1: 255 yards, but he had
0: 47 attempts. His previous high uh, was 36. And well, because he, they were, he was bottling, up, we were
1: bottling up Gurley. They weren't able to have those grinded out uh, drives where you can get Gurley four yards, four yards, first down, continue to run. They were getting negative one, one, two yards. Okay, we got to throw. And then he was just ending up throwing the ball all the time. I like, I'm with you.
0: I like a Gurley. I think they're going to get Gurley going in this game. Uh, what? I like no one else.
2: I do not want to play Jared Goff against this team. I do not want to play Sammy Watkins and his inconsistent usage. But oh, what did he have three targets last week? Yeah, and I don't want to he's, play. He's mad, right? I now, don't want to clear. play Cooper Cup. Uh, they got a tough slap corner as well. I don't want to play Robert Woods. Like. The best passing game option here might be like Tyler Higbee, who's playing 80% of the snaps. But then Gerald Everett's a guy who's getting a lot of tight end targets. So I want to start nothing about, like, until we see something change, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the no-fly zone this season in the pass game. Like, that's it. Don't play passing games against the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Cool. I like it. I like it. Stag party, I like it. Um, all right, let's move over to the Jaguars then. Uh, man, Fournette has proven me wrong. Uh, busted off a long one last week, shows that he can do it in the, in, in the NFL, and, get, and he's just a machine. Is he the and number one scoring you got,
1: you got to give yeah. him so much credit, too, because he's doing it without the benefit of... Allen Robinson being out there to deflect attention away from the running game. With Blake Bortles behind center, with the schlock that they're throwing out there, and they're not being able to put up any more production outside of Fournette, yet you feed him the ball, they can focus on it, and he's still putting up points. Yeah, Fournette. And then he he shows you the burst. 90-yard touchdown? Come on. It's
0: ridiculous. What do you think he'll be able to do in this game, Stags?
2: I mean, the Rams are giving up the most fantasy points to opposing running backs, The Jacksonville Jaguars are giving up the 7th most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Like, you start the running backs in this game, and you really don't go anywhere else. Like, Marquise Lee's probably going to get shadowed by Tremaine Johnson. The the guy you might want to play in the passing game is Allen Robinson. uh, Or Allen Hearns, excuse me, because he's playing out of the slot. Uh, And the slot coverage for uh, the Rams has been tough and injured. Uh, the last couple weeks, so without that, no. Uh, but I, I don't want to play anybody against the Rams passing defense.
1: No, this is going to be one of those games where if you figure it's going to be heavy with the running backs on both sides, it's probably, I'm asking, D-Rex is looking up. The they don't default. have it implied, but the, it's
0: a, the over-under is 44.
1: That's actually higher than I thought it would be. I, I would have figured this one could have been like a, a 41 yeah, forty-two. So one one under, the, well, if you
2: like the under, the I like the under. No spread, like like, yeah,
0: like so it's like an even. They think they think it's going to be this, day, you know, twenty-two, twenty-two.
2: If you like the under there, then this is a game you really don't want to invest in in DFS, right? You wanna look for games that are
1: gonna go over and games that are gonna go over or where you can sort of score a lot of money. And where I see this game is like a twenty to 14, 20 to seventeen type of game, maybe twenty you know, twenty one seventeen at the highest. So thirty eight points is as much as I see really coming out of this one. I don't and this would be one of those unless you get the weird defensive touchdowns.
0: Which seems to be happening that, with the Jaguars. Uh, right. I think the Jaguars in one of my leagues last week scored 30 points. Well, that
1: was insane. <laughs> He's kept throwing it up most, there.
0: I, that's the most I've seen. Though I thought that's I thought previously the most I ever could remember was 27 by like San Diego three years ago. 30 points and that helps you win your league, man. They were on the waiver wire three weeks ago.
1: Wine, the I met a girl. She's a cashier. No way. That's awesome. Hey. Hey. You know what's her name? White trash name. Yes. Mandy.
0: No. Marilyn. No. Brittany? No. Tiffany? No. Nope. Candice? All right, speed run. Serious. I'm going to
1: rattle off some names when I hit it. Buzz it, okay? I tell you. You got me? Yeah. All right, Brandy, Heather, Channing, Brianna, Amber, Sabrina, Melody, Dakota, Sierra, Bambi, Crystal, Samantha, Autumn, Ruby, Taylor, Tara, Tammy, Laura, Charlene, Chantel, Courtney, Misty, Jenny, Krista, Mindy, Noel. Shelby, Trina, Reba, Cassandra, Nikki, Kelsey, Shauna, Jolene, Erling, Claudine, Savannah, Casey, Dolly, Kendra, Collie, Chloe, Devin, M. Lou, Becky? No. Nope. Wait, was it any one of those names with a Lynn after it? Yes. I got you. Okay. <laughs> Brandy, Lynn, Hedlin, Ch- Tammy Lynn. Ah! Fucking Becky
0: (laughs) Like trash name Awesome Alright well uh, before we get on to our next matchup uh, Unless you want to say anything else About um, Uh, Before we get to the next game Steelers at the Chiefs Do us a favor Listen to these words from our sponsors Alright, the Steelers coming off the biggest stink fest I can remember they've ever, they've ever had. Going up against the only undefeated team in the Chiefs. Uh, this could be a, a good time all around, or uh, we'll see if the Chiefs are for a real real.
1: Well, and the other thing that was interesting, did you listen to Ben Roethlisberger after yeah, the game? he's like, maybe I don't have it. Maybe I don't have it anymore. Like, you would have figured it's a bad game. You just chalk it up. You move on. And he's throwing that stuff out there. I
0: well, there was a tweet. There was a tweet that I retweeted. Uh, a quote from Bill Parcells. It was something like, uh, paraphrasing here, but it's basically if you're talking about retiring or thinking about retirement in the National Football League, you're uh, you've already retired. <laughs> it's <laughs> a it's great, great point. Enough. Yeah.
1: Now, the interesting thing is, too, you, you look at um, this matchup against the Chiefs, and so Le'Veon Bell, you really want to get him going, but at the same time, look what Deshaun J- uh, Watson was able to do last week. They were actually able to, to, to do a decent job throwing against them. Remember, the Chiefs are still that defense that likes to, to ball hawk and try to create turnovers and tries to make the big plays, but they'll also give up some of the big plays. And the Chiefs defense... Well, if you had them, they did good for you because Tyreek Hill got you the uh, the kick return for uh, the punt return for a touchdown. So I don't mind if I'm looking at Roethlisberger in this matchup. I worry because of their ball-hawking nature that this could be another one of those build on the mistakes that you made last week. But it could also be one of those ones where you might get a fluke tip on a play that should have been intercepted and then it gets caught and run for a touchdown. So I kind of like to play the contrarian here and say that you know what? It can't be as bad as it was last week. I'm not buying into it yet that all of a sudden Ben Roethlisberger can't play anymore. And and I'm betting that they're going to have a couple decent uh, hits out here for some big passing plays.
2: Last October, these two teams played. The Pittsburgh Steelers scored 43 points. 43 points. Like... They lit it up through the air, Roethlisberger had five touchdown passes while it was at home in Pittsburgh. He still lit this team up. Um
1: Was that before, was that while uh KC was on their winning streak or when they was this? Like I think
2: from, they I they think they were on the winning streak after this. No, game? I think Casey had started the season slow or they were yeah. two and one coming in. Um so okay. No, they were two and one coming in. They're fine. They blew them out of the fucking water. On a a Sunday night game, that was over by the second quarter. Uh, Big Ben knows how to play this team. All you really do is you avoid Marcus Peters, and you throw against their second and third corners. And, you know, guys like uh, Antonio Brown, when he moves sides, and uh, Martavis Bryant and Juju Smith-Schuster, who's playing a lot and running a lot of routes routes out of the slot, uh, are going to all be very involved. I like all these guys, and I still think Ben Roethlisberger has a chance to put it back together. Uh, that offensive line needs to play a little bit better as well. Uh, the Chiefs do have some pass rushers, uh, so that's the, the real part you worry about if you're Roethlisberger is them getting around the edge. But I think this is a good contrarian game where people might be off of the Steelers after that performance last week and with Roethlisberger on the road. Yeah. So so I can see that upside in DFS. In in season-long leagues, I, I'm still probably going to fade Roethlisberger on the road.
1: Well, right, because unfortunately, Roethlisberger hasn't showed you anything prior to this. He hasn't yeah. sh- thrown more than two touchdowns in a game. He hasn't thrown for more than... I don't think he's thrown for more than 260 yards in a game, if I'm not mistaken. So he's he's just been average so far this year. And with those weapons, it's, it's very disturbing. Now... This could be one of those games that I also like in the fact of if you're, you know, I, I'm a Martavis Bride owner in and, and, and two leagues and have been upset, right, because you haven't gotten any of the production that you've expected to get out of this guy. You expected at least out of one of the first five weeks that you'd have like a big boom boom game. You haven't had it. So I'm not, I'm still not bailing because I know it's, it's out there. This is one of those games that I can see it happening and it's one of those games where after that performance last week, everyone starts bailing on a team, and the NFL is not a, a, a league that you can look at like that. It's week to week, it's matchups to matchups. I've got
0: I've got Bryant uh, on my bench right now. Do you think I should play him? And well, just, who do you who are you starting over? I think it's like I think it's Pierre Garcon.
1: Well, Pierre Garcon's got a good matchup though this week, so that was not horrible. Like for me, I'm, I'm stuck because I don't have anyone else I can play because I'm in, a, in one league. In the other one I can play. Devin Funches, would you play Devin Funches over him? Yes, no, I would,
0: but I, 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 but I know he's doing. It's a long
1: touchdown thing, so I, I'll take my chance. What do you
0: think? You like your Garcon over? Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Um, we'll keep going. Um,
2: but yeah, I like all the weapons. I mean, Jesse James sort of, you know, had had a good spot last week, but they decided not to attack that way. Uh, so I'm probably not going to go back to the well there. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's locked in with his
0: workload. Like that, that's it for Pittsburgh. Let's flip it over to Kansas City. Doesn't uh does does uh Antonio Brown only have one touchdown in the season?
2: that's uh,
0: highly possible. Yeah, I think he's down on the t- TDs this year. Anyway, okay, let's go to the next game. We will talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Um obviously we'll start with uh Alex Smith. Um I don't know, it's, it's, it seems like a, a Kansas, I mean, you, you look at the who, who they've actually played at quarterback, the Steelers, uh, and they've, it, the, the names aren't po- bouncing off the page at you, but so far they've been dominating against the quarterbacks.
2: I mean, they've allowed 8.8 fantasy points a game, but the quarterbacks they've faced <laughs> to talk about... Glennon. Kaiser, Keenum, Glennon, Flacco, Bortles. That's a bag of fucking shit. Yeah. Like, if you could have a better opening start to the season... So now it's sort of strength versus strength, though. They're the number one scoring defense in the league. They're the number one uh, at holding opposing passers in terms of yardage in the league. And now you're going to take on one of the best passing attacks in the league, the highest scoring offense in the league. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill was able to do some things against him last year. I think he had nine catches, but for just 51 yards when he did score a touchdown. Uh, then... You Kareem Hunt has just been a factor, and now Pittsburgh has to see that. So I'm still expecting Alex Smith to take his shots. The problem is I'll probably jump off Alex Smith if Travis Kelsey's out. Yeah. But if he's in there against the Steelers, I have no problem going with Alex Smith as like a top 12 to 15-ish quarterback.
0: Kelsey uh, practiced in full today.
1: That's weird.
0: That's, they were saying he's going to be limited. So. Yeah, no, so, I in full. I just read in full, so that's, that was good news.
1: And by the way, was this the first week that Kareem Hunt was held under 150 total yards on the year? Maybe still but. had over 100 though. He had 100 rushing, 107. It yards. took a lot
0: to get there though.
1: Yeah, it, it did. But you know what though? This is the other thing. Here's another guy with the perfect situation. There's no one there to steal anything from him. Chuck Kendrick West is never going to steal anything from him.
2: I mean, Char Kendrick West stole two touchdowns from him last week. Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah. And he's stealing all the hurry-up mode offense, which may not
0: sound like much, but those are times when there is jump-off catches. Can I ask you a question? Do you guys think – I'm thinking waiver-wire action, foreshadowing – Charcantric West is available on basically everybody's waiver wire. he gets
1: no touches Most on but, a but weekly basis. But
0: what, what if Hunt if gets hurt?
1: Again, okay, again, this is one if of you the, got, I got, like the... You, early, you mentioned so earlier so about... about to, it's not about me, I'm no, just I trying know, to I know, about it. But, our, but you listeners. brought up Josh Gordon as an earlier yeah. one. It, it's more one of these situations that I... If I'm a Kareem Hunt owner, you better own Charcantric West because unless you only have like a five-man deep bench and you have to like, you know... You know, you have to be dropping guys and picking guys up because of bye weeks all the time. But if you have a decent enough bench, that's worth holding because Kareem Hunt is a guy that is a definite a number one starter and at least then you don't have to worry about, oh, finding this guy or that guy. Jarkandrick West w- would get at least 60% of the touches out of the backfield if Hunt goes down. What do you think about it?
2: I think it's betting against yourself if you're a fucking Kareem Hunt. I'm not a
0: Kareem. I I would do this in a non-Kareem Hunt league. But, uh, again, do you think he... If it hunts... He's a rookie. I mean, I mean, look at he's a rookie he who's
1: taking yeah. a lot of carries A lot right of now. carries.
0: A lot of, of runs. Do you think if if Hunt goes down, do you think Charcantric West is a good player that's worth the No, I don't think it. he's a
2: good player, but I think he's going to get
0: volume
1: up. To become fantasy RB2 yeah. flex play. Yeah. Like, All, right.
0: No. All right, cool. That's just something to throw out there. I was looking at the waiver wire um, for my leagues and whatever, and I just saw Charkantrick West in two leagues sitting there. I'm like... God damn, he's the second guy, just scored two touchdowns in a game that with Hunt playing. And if Hunt were to go down, holy crap, this guy, we've seen him do it before. I don't know. He remember. did that again. Is that two I, years I, ago or, th- he or he last that, like, year that he started dominating?
1: Two touchdowns, three touches. I, I gotcha. I, I, I gotcha. Know, I'm just saying, it, it, I'm it, just it, saying
0: it, it, it only really works if I know, Hunt goes I know. down. I, know. I don't want that to happen. Right. But if it happens I uh, benefit from it, if that's you want how to play changes. if you want
1: to play futures bets, right? And and looking at a, a running back coming in that's the most volatile position. In the NFL, and you're a rookie who's never played more than what 12 games? Yeah. Where do you play Toledo? Yeah, so now you're playing against NFL guys. Yeah, if you're taking 29 carries in a week every week, you're probably not going to be as effective toward the end of the year as you are right now.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. Um,
1: so yes, I read
0: Travis Gallus, full participant, like you said. Uh, the, the beat writers were told that he'd be limited, so it's a positive thing. Something I just noticed Tyreek Hill was added to the injury report. Uh, with a hamstring injury, so he was limited in practice today. Tyreek Hill seems to
2: come up lame once a game. So. He <laughs> does. Well, no, it's, it's nothing against him. He's just moving so fast yeah. that you're to pull a goddamn hamstring off his leg. He yeah.
1: actually pulled three hamstrings you just didn't know. The only, <laughs> he did it so fast and it only came out as one. It's like <laughs> Jordan when he was with Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight's like, you got to set screens. He goes, Coach, I'm doing it. I'm doing it so fast you didn't even see me do it. <laughs> Um, I remember those quotes. I do. Yeah, I do. that was good. Um, Should we move to the next game? We, anything we else? Going to the chief? Do we need to talk about Chris Conley? He's hours of seasons. Season. Is it? Out? Oh shit! Outer you seat. saw his Achilles snap yeah. on live television. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh I think I, I think I
0: missed that. One. Poor guy.
2: <laughs> like <laughs> his fucking hamstring or his uh, cap. Uh, there was just a ripple through it. Uh, it was disgusting. Uh, one of the most violent things I've seen. Yeah, he's
0: done. Did uh, not. But Albert
2: Wilson. Good. You know, with Conley out, he's a guy who, you know, back, back in some sort of wide receiver five type role, like he's a decent bench piece that you can get as a five for
1: (laughs) fifteen. Wide receiver five type role. I I need a couple of those. Like, I need some wide receiver fives.
2: Five alive. You need some depth, bro. All
1: right, let's move on. (laughs) Next game. Next.
0: All right, Chargers at. the Raiders. Dodgers. So we got LA at Las Vegas. Oh, wait, they're not there. They're not yet, not yet. But soon enough, he's moved, all so, these teams moving around.
2: So, right now, this is a game that's sort of in flux. Uh, you know, with the wildfires in the Bay Area, they're worried about, you know, smog conditions. Hmm. Uh, so, they're talking about things that could potentially happen if things don't sort of clear up here for them soon. Because it Apparently there is so much smoke In the very area That it just seems like it's constantly foggier Than it even is
0: And that's not good for your lungs If you're playing sports So where would where they move to You'd probably flip
1: the home and home It's a division opponent
0: Oh yeah 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 Good point
1: But, but then you got the smog of LA I don't think it gets much better <laughs> Um,
0: interesting. Something that I read today is uh, Mike Williams might be playing. So his injured uh, his injured back has uh, healed faster than I think any of us thought would. and, and he's back for week six. Uh, you know, I think he'll be pretty limited, but is that something that interests you as a guy for moving forward? Maybe not for this game, but just for the season. Thinking, no. You don't think Mike Williams, sixth overall pick? I,
1: look, I, I think he has potential. I'm glad that they're getting him out there, but the problem is when you have Keenan Allen's still healthy. You have Tyrell Williams; is healthy. You have Travis Benjamin. You have Dontrell Inman. How many snaps is he really going to get? And even if you want to, why the f- fuck did these guys draft him? Then? Well, it's I like know, well, strapped. because it's eventually because because Keenan Allen, all these guys kept getting hurt, and they didn't have look. And Tyrell Williams exceeded expectations. So you're also playing best available at the time, maybe what they were doing. I'm not gonna. I don't want to get into yeah, the, I don't know guys, why they did it. Uh, but the situation is this: Let's say you're projecting four to five weeks down the road from now, which is why you would be picking him up. Do you see him all of a sudden, with no injuries, being a guy that's going to get 8 to 10 targets in the game? No. No. So there you go.
0: No. All right, just wanted to put that out there. I was like, he's already playing? I knew they were thinking about it last week. and I'm like,
1: now, I was like, I'll wait until I, I no see it. You're in a dynasty league and you want to be smart. Go ahead and make that play to hope for next year because who knows? You, you might have different wide receivers there. I think Keenan Allen's contract comes up, right? They just no? re-signed him. Oh, no, they resigned him.
0: All right, he, we're, Stags doesn't like it. I don't it, like it. it. It's tough. I don't either. But it's just. But well, I, I, the I other Mike problem Williams. we have is
1: that you got Philip Rivers. How many more years does he have left? I like Mike
2: Williams. The problem is Three. Next. overall yeah. number of targets this year, like. We, you didn't even mention Melvin Gordon in the past game. You didn't mention Hunter Henry
1: or Antonio Gates when he listed all. Hunter Henry doesn't appear only about every other game. Well, now he just had his best game, right? Which, yep, finally, finally. But Hunter Henry's a guy that needs
2: the ball more because he's their most efficient receiver. Uh, I don't know. I, well, let's just go. Mike Williams don't is a long, it. long, long shot to make an impact this season in fantasy.
0: Fair enough. Right. Uh, let's go to Mel. Let's go to Melvin Gordon. We're Lock him in. Yeah, he's he's, what he's doing right now. fourth. He's fourth right now behind Fournette. Been fantasy scoring, doing it all, passing game, uh, just killing it. So go on.
2: So right now, you know, he's sort of. Hey, Squeaky Wheel gets the grease. He got it last week. He's like, I'm not happy with the amount of touches I'm getting. They got him the touches and it worked. But what. Well,
1: did they lose that game? They, or they, no, they lost. No, they,
0: I think that was the first win of the season. Yeah, oh. they, won. They, they won.
1: They won against the Giants because they were playing the Giants. Yeah, but the, but the most game encouraging game. thing to let you continue is he finally was so productive yeah, in the receiving game. I mean, he's been productive in the receiving game. Not that productive in touchdowns. the last two years. I mean, nobody's that productive in the receiving game. No, but he hadn't been that productive this season until this We week. had two touchdowns, so yeah, of course. But he, he had was a been, seven for
2: 65 earlier this year. Like, he's always been productive in the receiving game. The problem is those touchdowns, the receiving game by running backs, are fluky. Yeah.
1: But now... Yeah, he had 7 for 65, but he also had 5 for 25, 0 for 0, 1 for 7. What's that so, average out to? 3 for 30? Yeah, Which but is, but when it comes that's forty-eight catches for a running back. We had two games in a row before this game though, where he had a total of one catch for seven yards. I'm telling you, it was nice to see him be a lot more active in the passing game and to be effective in it. All right. He been doesn't matter. Since Doesn't, week doesn't two. matter. I mean, that, that, your seven for sixty-five is true, but that was three weeks ago.
0: It doesn't matter. Let's see. He, he had he had a game. Let's see what he's doing this game. I'm not trying
1: to fight it. I'm just saying,
0: honesty, honesty. It's week to week in this in this
2: league. Oakland Raiders play Melvin Gordon. Like, Keenan Allen's locked in. You don't want anything against the corners. Uh, like, there's no problems here for any of these players. The problem is Tyrell Williams and his lack of overall targets. And, you know, they're throwing the ball deeper to Travis Benjamin and giving him the deep shots and giving him the deep crossers. So it, it's tough to be a Tyrell Williams owner and start him confidently because half the routes he was excelling on last year are now going to Travis Benjamin. Uh they're not really taking vertical shots to Tyrell Williams. Uh like Travis Benjamin has more air yards than Tyrell Williams. All these things are like, what what the fuck's going on? So now, you know, if you add another player like Mike Williams to the mix, it could be even worse. Plus when Hunter Henry's playing more, uh and they're still playing Antonio Gates fifty percent of the snaps, you know, Tyrell's role is going to be switching out with Travis Benjamin, and it sucks. So you're, this offense is really between Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry, just because tight end's so thin right now. Uh, and Phillip Rivers can get it going.
1: Like Philip Rivers, well, Hunter Henry has been a goddamn crapshoot, because I was able to pick up Cameron Braid off the waivers before last week. I'm a Hunter Henry owner. I went with Henry this last week. He did great, got me 11 points, but Braid scored 16. You know, yeah. Um and uh, this week I'm stuck, I'm, so I'm playing both of them because I have the flex. Oh, on. that's nice. I got bye weeks all over the place. Yeah,
0: I, I, the, yes, I, I'm in the same boat. I had a ton of bye weeks and something just for something that you guys got to do. And when you're setting your lineups, and I think this is really important. And I have found a lot of success on doing this before waiver wire comes out and uh, claims and before wait, you know, if you wait too long. Is put your lineup in for the following week. Like put week six in. Put it in on Monday. Know where your bye weeks are standing. Know which guys. Sometimes you sit there and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I know my team, and you. Sh- You're looking on Sunday morning, and you put the team. Oh shit! I didn't realize that five guys in my team are on bye, and now you're scrambling. You're trying to make some last-minute pickups. Like important thing, people that I think do very well in fantasy football, get your lineups in, set it right after the while you're watching Monday Night Football for the following week, because then you can make claims pickups based on needs. You can put your team in there and be like, oh, what am I missing? And if you got to do some little weird streaming like you're talking about with playing. Two tight ends. It's better to know that five, six days in advance than Sunday
1: morning, and you're sitting there. Oh shit! I got 20
0: minutes to get this done. Well,
1: On top of that, like, or you get the situation like me in a league where we start three wide receivers. You know, like the normal nine plus a flex. So it's a super flex. So it's not like uh, it's because you're starting ten. So you have you still have to start three wide receivers as well as a flex. In that league, I, I sat there. I'm like, I was trying to make a trade, trying to get a running back, and then I looked at my team. I had to withdraw three trades because I'm like, if I get the running back, I don't have a wide receiver to start. To. Yeah,
0: exactly. Get the thing done early, and it helps you so you're not last second shuffling and trying to figure it out. So that's just a little bit of a lineup week to week strategy there. Um, I think people tend to wait until the last minute because they think they've got everything set. Um, all right,
1: are we good on that one? You got anything I'm else? Going to the Raiders. Side the
0: Raiders. Um,
1: well. Is Derek Carr is supposed to play. Is he? At you're supposed point, to play, but also,
2: oof, it's a scary. late afternoon game. It's too it, scary. Like, can you wait for Derek Carr? Because if you don't wait for Derek Carr, you're, or if you wait for Derek Carr, who are you going to start over on? Like, you have to own to play in the late afternoon game, or. Look, you, look, can, I,
1: can I say this Jacoby Brissett. No, no, no. Here's, here's the worst part. Right. If you have to wait, and you, if you can't even pick up, it's. Do you want to pick up Eli Manning against the Broncos on the mm-hmm. road? Zero. Do you want Trevor Sivian, you know, Maybe against the Giants. Do you that, want Jacoby Brissett right. or do you want Matt Cassel? That's those are the quarterbacks that are left. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett.
0: Brissett oh. is it? And even that is—it's
1: disgusting. You don't want to do it.
0: Um, okay, cool. So you, let's talk about the Raiders. Friggin' the one of the worst seasons of all time is continuing for Amari Cooper. Horrible. He's getting uh, you can basically trade from nothing for that guy. Um, is he going to turn it around? It's got to happen, right? It, or otherwise, I,
1: uh, you see what's sitting next to me here? You see this golden sombrero that's sitting next oh, to yeah, me here? He's,
0: he's, he's primed and ready for it. Oh yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> I'm peeing on it right now. Um,
0: <laughs> what do you think, Stags? Are you? Let's just talk about the wide receivers.
2: I mean, I'm not really worried about Amari Cooper. I think he gets it going Uh, once Derek Carr gets back. Now the question is, you've seen a shit season out of Amari Cooper. If you're the Chargers, do you play Casey Hayward, your best cover corner, on Michael Crabtree, give Amari Cooper the better matchup, and then suddenly you could be in line for one of those Amari Cooper explosion games? Mm. But, you know, Amari Cooper seems to struggle in the division, so that, that's the problem Is the division has tough corners he struggles against tough corners uh, and it, it's, it's just tough I, it's like he's right now a desperation flex just because of inconsistent target usage combining with his drops so far
0: it's uh it's pretty bleak for Amari but I, I had a scary thought of what you just said with Crabtree and Hayworth
1: um The the scary thing for me is that even if Carr plays, you know, they were protecting him well the first two weeks. He's been sacked six times the last two games that they played. That's concerning. You know, a guy who's got a bad back, got the the, the fractured vertebrae, whatever, you want to come back this early, you can wear whatever you want to wear. People are going to come at you and they're going to try to throw you, hit hit you, and and hit you to the ground. And teams may even be willing to take a 15-yard penalty and and a personal foul to get you out of the game. How does a broken back heal? Is that guy just been, like laying on his back for the
0: last 3 weeks and not moved and left the room? Like I don't know, let's
1: ask wow. Tony Romo. He's a big yeah. guy who can answer that. Oh
0: jeez, sounds terrible. Um all right, well, so let's say let's say Hayward is on Amari um, Cooper in this game. Do you like uh, Crabtree? Is he? I know he's playing a little bit banged up last year, last week with his lungs Are his lungs feeling uh, those back, and he's not not a worry. Or is that going to be a concern the whole season?
2: I mean, he played well last week. That's yeah. all I can really. That go started off. right away. Yeah, I mean, uh, Derek Carr or EJ Manuel both seem comfortable playing to him. So I think you just fire up Crabtree if you got him.
1: Yeah. Now, how about Jared Cook? Is he a guy that has to have Derek Carr there? Or does he. Can he I'd do feel it? better if I had no, Derek I, would, I would too, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean,
2: got... Overall,
1: Jared Cook's another dart throw tight end type right now. Yeah. So I got a friend of mine who's got a game tonight. Oh. He's decided between Ed Dixon and Jared Cook. And right now, he's got Dixon in his lineup.
0: I would so, keep it that way after Ed, what happened last week. I'll tell Jesus, my friend. They can bottle that matchup. Tell your friend. What do you think? I mean, no. he, you, Dixon, or you go... go Cook? Cook. Oh, Phil- what's your friend
2: going to do? Philadelphia against the tight end, they've got best, some of the best coverage linebackers in the game. They've got absolutely awful cornerback play. If Carolina doesn't funnel targets to their wide receivers and their running backs, they have
1: no idea what they're doing. You know, my, my friend doesn't want to listen to you. My friend's going to stick with Dixon, and he's going to be pissed when you're right, but... I, I look look like, look like the reason why, the reason why I, I'll go with it, by, or my friend is going to go with it, is because Jared Cook has just been average. He hasn't 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 demonstrated that he he's gotten some targets, but he he, he does Jared Cook, Cook things, which is drop the ball in the end zone.
0: That's All right. never a good thing. Never a good thing. He's got yeah, Cook's got one game of over ten points this year. This week, last week he had .5 So does that Dixon? <laughs> but he had him high. But he had. But he had a better. He's had a couple
1: of free for sixty twos.
0: <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, is, is that all we got on the Raiders? Uh, Carr coming back. Uh, uh, did, I mean, pretty much. Besides Travis, H, he's, he's, he's pretty much unplayable at this point. Besides Travis Kelsey,
2: no tight end has exceeded forty-five yards receiving against the car- uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Huh.
1: Don't uh, care why. why the Dini? Dini? Ted! I'm alive, Johnny! Oh, my God! I'm alive! Your magical with what? You're back! I... Yeah, I mean, you know, when you showed me up, you put some of the stuffing in the wrong places, so I'm, I'm a
2: little fucked up. But when you take care of me forever and ever?
1: <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding you, I thought it'd be funny if you thought I was fucking retarded. You asshole! <laughs> Come here, you bastard!
0: <laughs> I haven't seen Ted too. is it funny?
1: Ted 2 was, I almost think it was Just like funny. too over the top. It was too trying to be what it was. Uh, no, uh, the first one was much better. All right. I mean, with Marshawn Lynch, he's touchdown or bust. Uh, he's bust!
2: Got, he's got two touchdowns this season. Uh, last game, I mean, he does have three games over 9.2 fantasy points in standard out of five. But the other two games have been under three fantasy points. Touchdown or bust. Uh, This is a pretty good uh, game for him against the Chargers, which should be. Um, And if Derek Carr is back, that gives him that high-powered offense to move it up and down
0: the field. So I think Marshawn Lynch has flex appeal. Flex appeal. All right, um, so before we get to uh, our second-to-last game, do us a favor and listen to these words from our sponsor. All right, the Giants depleted as fuck. At the Broncos are going to be our Sunday Football Night in America game on NBC. Does that flex shit start yet? Can we get something else
2: flexed? Oh, my God, no. I don't want to watch this fucking island game. It's it's fucking
1: kidding me. It's going to be ugly. First of all, the Giants have no victories right now. They will have no victories after this week as well. Not a chance. Uh Eli Manning, I had to start him in, in a desperation play, and I made a move last night. I picked up Brian Hoyer. I'm so happy I got him <laughs> instead yeah. of Eli for this week because Dak was who on the was buy. Who's he throwing to? Nobody. I did
2: pick up Roger Lewis in two leagues. So Roger I, Lewis, Travaris, King, uh, Evan Ingram. I mean, Evan, Evan Ingram is the guy oh, yeah, was He's was locked guy. In. But if you're the Denver Broncos you see this, yeah? don't you employ Akeem Tlaib like you've employed him against Gronk in the playoffs? Just play Akeem Tlaib on this big guy Evan Ingram and fucking play physical with him and see if he could play. It's just That's what I the, do.
1: Here's the one thing. Even, if, even if they don't do that from the start, we've seen this with this defense in the past where it was, uh, you know, a, a Des Bryant gets three catches, 42 yards on the first drive, and then he catches one pass for five yards after that because Boom! We're moving the guy over to you because you're showing that you can do it. So this is one of those things, if you're going to start Evan Ingram, hope that he gets off early because it's one of those things that this defense, they can move guys around like that in order to cover the, the holes. And the Giants just don't have enough guys out there to cover holes. And the other thing is, this is going to be another one of those games. You really don't want to, this is like if you play DFS, which, which I do, which is I, I like to play the primetime matchups, with just Sunday night and Monday night. And these players are horrible. So it's about who can you find? It's not like you're like, okay, everyone's going to start this guy. And I got, I almost in this game go away from all of the main guys and just go, who are the other guys? Because it's going to be one of these motherfuckers that's going to go off. Hmm. So who is – is there a running back on the Giants that you could even trust with – Anything, no, I mean, <laughs> not against the Denver, not Broncos. against Broncos, right? So,
0: so that it pass- looks like it's Gallman's kind of moving his way into it, and then but Darkwell had a great game too. Dark, Darkwell had
1: game. also got injured a little bit. Was, yeah, they Darkwell
0: was
2: stretching got hurt. Him out, so, so if Dark was hurt, then it's Gallman. Like, then you could lock him in as probably a flex play because the volume's there, the passing game usage is there, and that's affecting a guy like Shane Vereen. <laughs> Uh, is a guy who can you know do it both in the receiving and pass game. And he's sort of one of those complete players who sort of make something happen out of nothing. So I like Goldman, But if you're going to mix in the hot hand approach with a guy like Darqua, that gives you a lot of weekly volatility. It really does.
0: And, and, it and especially with this defense, this, this is
1: not one that you really want to trust as this backfield. Let's
0: move on. The Giants basically... It's sad. It's too bad. I, I think Marshall's career is pretty much over. I don't see him coming back. I could just see him riding off, and uh, he didn't seem like he wanted to be there this year, really. Anyway, oh, he's, he's gone he's now. Got, yeah, um, and then obviously OBJ. That's sad, uh, but man, he just can't. He just had. He was having it, ankle it, issues.
1: Sterling also, Shepard uh, is he? He's gone too, right? I don't think he's gone for the season. He's out though no. for banged up. He's the for,
2: thing is, it's going to be a Sunday night game. How do you
0: like How Sterling Shepard?
2: Sterling Shepard's a good guy to pick up if you're looking for a receiver because he could see be in line for a massive target share that at when wide I'm receiver there, yeah. it, when he comes back healthy. But this week, he's playing the Broncos. Yeah. it's a 7:30 game. If he's out, you've got what? What are your other uh, options to start over? I mean, you can go with Benny Fowler, Roger Lewis. Uh, maybe Dante Mon. You probably can't get Kamar. Roger
1: Lewis because Roger Lewis probably got picked up in most leagues.
2: Yeah, Kamar Aiken. Uh, maybe Ugh. a guy like Decker. Like
1: the, those are your options. Those are the only Decker go- I want to see is in Blade Runner twenty forty
0: nine. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Um, all right, well, let's move over to the Broncos. And, Look, and this and should and be, shut this, this party down so we can get some Cubs action. Well,
1: we got we got one more game after this too. but I think this is a game where you can kind of rely on on CJ Anderson. You know, um, you know, look for him to, to, to re-put his foot in the ground uh, as far as getting established back there. Um, I don't... Look, Demarius Thomas, any of you who drafted him and thought that you were getting anything that you had in the previous couple of years, it's just not going to be that way. You're not going to... I barely see you having a potential to get a 100-yard game out of him. So, and the other part of the problem is that While he may be on paper and on on all statistics and measurements and everything so much better than Emmanuel Sanders, I think Emmanuel gets targeted more. Emmanuel seems to get the better options in that offense, and Demarius just can't find the fucking end zone. So I don't understand what the size that he has why he can't find the end zone. So I fade on him, even in this matchup. I'd say maybe if you want to play, but if I have to choose between him and Sanders, I'm going Sanders nine times out of ten in the matchups. How
0: about you? Yeah, guys? I think they're both get. They both have thirty targets on the season.
1: Who has better targets? Uh,
0: Emmanuel Sanders is, is much higher. I think he's like thirtieth, and Demarius is fifty fifth ranked. But, but it's all because of two
1: touchdowns versus zero. Hey, that's so, the problem. It, Why it, is Demarius right not getting the targets in the red zone? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no,
0: Emmanuel Sanders is thirty eighth, thirty eighth versus fifty fifth in scoring. So they all suck. Standard. Um. All right. Well, let's go. Let's keep going. I agree with you on C.J.
1: Anderson. Um. How about Jamal Charles? Is this one of those games where you might see that flash where he can he can bust a big one? I don't know. You know? But again, if I'm looking at DFS, this is the one way I want, I want to look at this is, is compare with these two games that you have finished. It's the Giants at the Broncos and the Colts at the Titans. If you're playing DFS in these ones, I want a guy that has the potential to burst. You want to talk about a guy who's going to be nothing as far as the price in DFS? It's going to be Jamal Charles. It, And in this matchup with the Giants, as bad as they are on the road, probably not being able to produce offense, that should get him at least 12 to 14 touches in this game. If Jamal Charles can get 12 to 14 touches and potentially can break a 30-yard touchdown run or something could happen, i put him as my sleeper. Of the primetime play for DFS, only it. only a primetime. time. Not, not if you're playing for the whole week and all the teams. Got but it. if you're playing those two games, I like him as a sleeper. He's definitely—they're going to blow him out.
0: So he's definitely—they're going to kind of just put in the second stringers. There's no he, question get about some it. Tri- what yeah. do you think, Stag Party?
2: Uh, I think CJ Anderson is going to get a lot of carries. I do too. They're huh? going to be up, but uh, Jamal Charles. Yeah, this could be a good game for them if they use him as a receiver, but they really haven't. They've started to use Devonta Booker as their sort of third down back, and that's sort of limiting both of those guys upside. So if you're going to continue to use three running backs, it makes it tough for one guy to establish rapport. Uh, so I'm worried about them all, but I think if they could get him ten touches, this could be a game where he could still show that athleticism to the outside.
1: Yeah, I just think it because of how poor I figure – look – the Giants have no running game. they got no passing game. they got nobody there. It's on the road. Denver should have about 40 minutes of possession time in this game. Let's be, that's on the aggressive side. Let's say conservatively, 35 minutes. They're going to have this field turned. They're going to be able to control the clock.
0: <laughs> All right. Anything else we want to talk about on the Broncos?
1: Uh, it's,
0: it's a pretty
2: good matchup for their tight end if you can figure out which one's their tight end.
0: <laughs> uh, take a chance on Derby, I guess. Yeah. Derby. All right, cool. Let's go to our last game, Monday night. Um,
1: Colts. Oh, Monday night. night. Uh, What a matchup. Can we flex this one, too? It would have been pretty good. Would have been. Mariota versus. Mariota and Luck were both playing.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, they said Mariota might be a go.
2: Yeah, Mariota might be a go, but this is another situation where you've got to pick up Jacoby Brissett if you want to have a chance to wait for Mariota against this team. I mean, Indy's been playing very, very stunt against the run games, and that makes you scared for a guy like DeMarco Murray and even more scared for a guy like Derrick Henry, who hasn't been getting the touches. Um, And and that's the problem. Now you're going to expect Matt Castle to throw, and if you waited around for a guy like Rashard Matthews, who's really the only receiver I'd want to start, it's tough if Mariota's not in there. You're going to feel like you have no fucking hope with Matt Castle.
0: When's, uh, well, one thing on, on Snap Counts, sorry to interrupt you, uh, Houdini. Uh, snap Counts, Henry only had 11 last week. And that's to 49 of, of Murray. That just is not what we were thinking going well, well, into this
1: Let's season. start with the Colts, though.
0: Okay. I mean, I think we were just, I was just worried. No, I'll go with but, that, us Let's, but, let's yeah, hold yeah. that.
1: Let's hold that. Because when you look at the Colts, if if you talk about, we said Jacoby Brissett is the guy of all these four that I probably would want at quarterback just because of the ability that he has to to, to run with his legs. Also the fact that, you know what, the more that he's playing, he's starting to get a little bit more rapport going, especially with uh, T.Y. Hilton. And T.Y. Hilton, whoop, finally had his game. That game seven for 177, even though he didn't find the end zone, that probably keeps him off a bitch slap in the next installment right there. Um, so T.Y. That- Hilton's a top ten receiver right now. T.Y. We'll be- Hilton is averaging more receiving
2: yards per nine. game than he did last year when he led the league in receiving yards, and he hasn't
1: played a single game with Andrew Luck.
0: And he's only he's only like a point behind Devontae hey, Adams. His instead. first
1: four weeks, if you look at him, he still deserved to be on the bitch slap. So I'm just gonna tell you what, and <laughs> I gave him the motivational bitch slap, and the motivation is worth it. He ain't coming back. So, I like him, and the, the thing that I really like, and I know that, that D-Rex really likes, is that we're finally getting the Mac attack. And look, this kid is dynamic. He's got ability to get around the corner, which Frank Gore doesn't have, have the ability to do anymore. We talked about it earlier. Who was it that you said, would you stop running jerk McKinnon up the goddamn middle and just give him the ball and send him outside? You run Frank Gore up the middle 12 times. You run fucking Marlon Mack around the outside every other time. You let his athleticism work for him, and he can be a receiver. I. They're going to start giving him ten to twelve touches. That's my question. See, he did had a great game,
0: looked amazing. I agree when he, but he he only played seventeen snaps. Terrence out snapping him. Is this gonna? Are they? is is the worst coach in the league league and well, maybe maybe Fox is worse but uh is he going to be like all right we're going to get more plays for Mack or is it still going to be the same shit same shit
2: ah. I mean he's already came out and said hey we can't use Marlon Mack as a third down back he's not ready for that we can't use Marlon Mack as a starting running back he's not ready for that so welcome to hell no
0: i can say you this slap the guy i say
1: this <laughs> you, you pick him up and waiver wires if you have if i you, agree you that. can that because, you know what? You can say that all you want. That's called coach speak. And you know what happens? Your lead running back, if, if it's Gore again, goes 14 for 48 again, you're not going to keep giving him the ball. They are, though. They, they, it. they seem loyal He's, to it. But. He had a long run of 16, and then he gets a bunch of nothing. But the problem is this, is that when you start to see flashes, and there are so many young running backs are out there flashing and doing things. And when you compare, let's, let's even compare... A guy that's gotten a lot more looks than Marlon Mack that hasn't done anything with him. Samaje Piran. Yeah. Well, Piran looks like shit, but they're still giving him the fucking ball. At <laughs> There's this no point in time, choice. what's the Colts' record? Is the Colts going anywhere this year? Colts are 2-3. and three. They're lucky to even be... Maybe they have a chance to compete because if luck comes back or whatever. But if you really want to compete, you need playmakers that are able to draw defenders away. And, they go, and uh, I, I love Frank Gore, but Frank Gore's not that guy anymore. You need a dynamic player so. out of the backfield that can... If he can... Show up as a receiver. That's what he hasn't been able to do yet. He can show up and he can. He's not a good he receiver. One. I know, I know. But if he can, if he can add that to his repertoire, yeah, let's he see. has let's that ability them. in space to make guys miss. Let's pick yeah. him
0: up. I agree with that. I've got, I think I've got him on every one of my teams. I do a lot of rookie leagues. We're play, we're probably gonna have to play him in our blog talk radio 14 man league this year, um, this week, Mac. But right now, it's just not getting enough. He's just not getting enough opportunities in the field. So let's keep an eye on that. Hopefully, they're smart enough to change that a little bit. The thing is. Chuck Pagano's a fucking idiot. He's an idiot. He's the so, worst. I mean,
2: what, like, it could be coach speak, but when your coach consistently makes bad decisions, yeah. is it coach speak? He's an idiot. Like, that's just, a, like, he's an
0: idiot. He's an idiot. Remember, he, he cost Mac a touchdown earlier. Was that week one or two? Week one. Didn't, didn't even re- replay the friggin' uh, uh, an obvious call and rushed up to the line and they ended up getting a fucking field goal. Total idiots. Um, all right, let's talk about anything else in that preset. I think we, you kind of like in this matchup. I like him with a lot. In this matchup. I like Ty
2: Hilton. I mean, Kamara Aikens consistently out snapping and out targeting Dante Moncrief. So, until Dante Moncrief gets Andrew Luck back and gets a consistent offense to where he can get in the red zone, he's done. Jack Doyle, like he's coming off that concussion, but we're not going to know till late if he's back in the lineup. But Coach. Chuck McConnell's just an idiot, so does it matter?
0: Is Luck practicing? Is there a timetable for Luck's return?
2: I'd have to say it's going to be close to after the bye week, maybe. But they're saying it could be next week after a Monday night game.
0: Okay. That's exciting. If that guy's available on the waiver wire for whatever weird reason, uh, maybe now's the time to grab him. Uh, All right, let's move over to then that uh, Tennessee side. What are the odds, uh, percentage-wise, that Mariota plays this game, you think?
2: Fitty-fitty. God.
0: Um, and then, then,
2: I mean, you won't know more until Saturday on Mariota. Yeah. So Saturday, when they release the Monday night practice reports, if there's a cue on them, you've got to own Brissett if you even think about starting.
1: Right, because you're screwed otherwise. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, you, you get nothing.
0: I don't know. Um, let's. want uh, nice to go with
1: there. Matt Castle, which is could be, oh. which could be less than nothing. I'd rather castle my uh, my my uh, king in the uh, chest Castle your castle. subscription
0: to uh, whatever. I will cancel
1: anything inside playing that castle.
0: <laughs> uh, the thing I was saying earlier, murray forty nine snaps. Uh, Derek Henry getting eleven. That's not what we thought was gonna happen really. it's just I almost feel like they should trade Henry. They could trade high. They could trade him high and get 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 some value. Yeah, they, they also
1: realize that he'll be, he'll be their guy after Murray's gone. It's like, when, you, when you've got DeMarco Murray, who is a, a workhorse back, would you agree? Oh, awesome. So you had Derrick Henry, who is also potentially a workhorse back. And what they've been able to do with Henry is get him adjusted to the NFL without having to really trust him. Hmm. And so it's one of those things that you're, you're, you're grooming. You're grooming. You're setting him up because you know that when Murray's contract's up, which I believe is after this year, I don't know. or it might be one more year, but you, I think it's after this year you can actually kind of cut him without it hurting you too bad. That you can hand it over to Derrick Henry. Right. So, and if you're in dynasty leagues, it's one of those ones. Don't be afraid of that one because he's a, he is a truck man. See, oh, I he's Optimus I player. love He's he Optimus
0: feels, Prime. He's the tallest guy in the in, every, in the huddle. You're like Jesus Christ. Look at this guy. Uh, anything? Anyone else? Like you said, I, th- I think we all agree. Rashard Matthews at this point, only guy that's really a viable wide receiver option. When is um, Corey Davis? Not this that? week. He's a couple weeks away, man. Is that eight? a guy you like? He's on the he's on the waiver wire at this point. Is that a, is that a foreshadowing uh, sneaky grab for I don't the pick, second half? of the season? I don't
2: really. I'm not the type to pick up injured guys. You want, you want to
0: know what I said to that? I said it. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you! Damn you! Damn you! Tactical difficulties.
2: Uh, I don't pick up injured players. Like it's usually bad. Like They come back and they're still injured and then you're trying to slot a guy in who's injured for a bad performance? Yeah, That's not really the way I play. I'd rather pick up a guy who's healthy and you know if something changes in his fortune, then you're looking better.
0: Who would you rather? If it was Corey Davis or Marcus Wheaton? Marcus Wheaton's hurt for the next six weeks. <laughs>
1: ahead, let me, I just love to Let me try. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, this is weak. It's not even getting me high. I can have a talk with my weed guy. Yeah, those guys can't get you high. Don't, don't, don't go there. Uh, I mean, talking about Mark Sweet, he's out for the next six weeks now. Wow. <laughs> he's the worst. So bad. Hey, before we, uh, we we close out, can I talk about the music? Yeah. So we had the Filthy Six. Uh, and so we opened up with Slinky. We'll be closing with uh, Down Frenchman Street. Frenchman Street, oh, yeah. if you're yeah. from New Orleans. These guys are actually from the U.K., though. So funky band out of the UK. Frenchman Street always. If you go to New Orleans, always more
0: interesting and French Quarter is the best. It's It's, much better than uh, than the French Quarter. Yes, Uh, Uh, I know that. But more tits and ass in the French Quarter. Correct. Show
1: show us your tits in the French Quarter. Let's listen to
0: some jazz. French Quarter. French
1: Quarter's got all the smoothie machines with every kind of hurricane you want. Uh, you go to Frenchman Street and you get all of the cool, funky little uh, jazz houses and stuff and live music out on the street blasting in front of you. Yeah, that's awesome. Amazing. Um, cool. I, do you want anything about uh, Del- Delaney Walker? He's
0: pretty much in your lineup, right? Or not? With the Cassell?
2: I mean, if I knew before the time, I'd make... If, if, just by the time you're going to have to make a decision on Delaney Walker, you know, it's going to be too late. You could end up with Matt Castle, but... Yeah, he's a back end tight end one. Just and he runs a lot of routes, and they throw him the ball with Mariota. So it just depends. Like, but he's been hit or miss more this season than he has been in the past.
0: Yeah, and he definitely he had he start his last three outings. He's basically averaging about four points a week. So, but he is uh, sitting at eight, I think, in uh, for for tight ends and fantasy points. I think we're good here, guys. This is well,
1: actually a nice show. We're well, in. the fastest podcast ever because we didn't talk about the Thursday night game. We and also had two extra games on by. But even still. We had, moment,
0: we had motivation to move through we had, yeah. we're, we're done and
1: before the Cubs game has started. We're done before the Thursday night game has started. Go Eagles! Go Nationals!
0: Oh, you dick. Get out of here. I'm wearing
1: my White Sox hat. Here it's Screw you. I don't want more parking problems in my goddamn neighborhood. Get them out of here.
0: Get Wrigleyville. I'm right. moving out in April. Good. Get <laughs> out of here.
1: Can we toss them into the pool? Yeah, let's nothing? get
0: this. We had, we had, yeah, as long listen, as we, we got had, a
1: girl with some titties out there, let's do it. Uh,
0: all right. Thanks for everyone. We didn't do one pyro promo as a result. That helped the speed. I'm not drinking any Valverde's. That makes it so there's only one, 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 one wild man instead of two. And uh, at the end of the day, I'm lot, fired up to watch some sports right now There's also a lot of games
2: this week That you're like I don't want to play any motherfucker Yeah, yeah
0: <laughs> That helped us too So thanks for listening to us um, We always enjoy you guys uh, We know that you can listen I, I, this, I'm going to do my airline thing I, We know you could use a lot of different airlines And we're happy you chose us we know there's a lot of podcasts out there, but you're listening to us, so thank you. We love you guys. Uh, let's crush it in week six. Bring it home, uh, man. This is a, there's a lot of lot of good pickups and things you can do. So spend the time, uh, put make the moves, make some trades, figure it out, and bring this bad daddy home. So
1: and let's head down Frenchman Street. Holla. Johnny, if we ever get serious about opening a restaurant, we gotta start planning it now. Italian. Italian, Italian. yes. What's the so special on Tuesdays? Eggplant pot. Chop salad, half price. And it's a non-restricted place. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Anybody can come. Of course. Jews are welcome. Well, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they be? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but why did you bring that up? You don't bring it up. You just let them in? So why mention it? No one will. So why are we talking about it? You're talking about it. I'm just saying let them in. Yeah, let them in. Exactly. Right? Good. Okay. No Mexican stuff. Sometimes you cramps the hand.